Welcome to On The Hill Podcast. Back on the hill. Back on the hill, man. We got a special guest today. We got the um, the his real name is Troy C. Clayo Jr. Right? Yep, that's Troy. right. But AKA man, uh, Boom Paul, the and, Silver Fox. Yeah, in my case, Dad. Uh, and we got him here live on the uh, the podcast. So, you know, you're part of the inspiration for the show, man. Well, I'm happy to be on the hill. <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> so grew up on Happy Hill Road, baby. All right, so I'm gonna let Eric kind of run the show, man. I've been listening to the past shows. I feel like I'm always running the show, man. Must kind of we got to be talking, so yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so um, you know, I know you've watched some of the shows, but so we kind of give like a little intro. But if you don't know, so Eric does his version of what on the hill means. Mm-hmm. So whenever people come over to to my house or over here, they always say we're coming over to the hill. Oh yeah, they don't say like let's go to Eric's house or like let's go let's go to the hill tonight. So that's what that's where I this is like a slogan that I've always used and mm-hmm. dad's always used and now my friends use. So oh no, just that, getting around. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Because like I'll send Ross a text and say, you know, bring your ass to the hill. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So so that's my version. Dad has a more uh, yeah. So you know, version. so we you know when we did the first recording, so we we don't plan any of these recordings. So we um, we talked the first episode. We had to do a pilot and said, hey, what's what's on the hill to us and. I'm thinking about, you know, the uh, Jesus Christ on the hill, on the okay, mountain. sure. Yeah, so, you know, on the hill to us, really it's about people's stories and, you know, um, the biggest story of all time is, of course, you know, Christ and his resurrection, but, you know, he actually passed on the hill. So the other part of it is, like, you know, the Christian um, message is bear your cross and climb the hill. Hmm. So, I mean, you've done that. I mean, I've, I've said uh, you like the original David Goggins, man. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll get into all the things you've done over your life, but uh, no. yeah, like the, the, one of the original OGs. <laughs> all right, so um, I guess you want to introduce yourself. So, Well, I don't know what I can say. Yeah, uh, Everybody calls me Skip. Is it? I mean, that's what I was going to say, a.k.a. Skip. Yeah. How the hell yeah. I missed that? I don't, I don't call you Skip. <laughs> Forever and yeah, ever, I've been known as Skip. So how, how did you get the nickname Skip? In, in in my mind, or at least the story I've been told, right. <laughs> was that um, uh, my mother insisted that I not be called the same thing my father was called. Troy, yeah. right? Well, my father was actually called Cleo by his, oh, uh, by, his by his mother. And so my grandmother, his mother, uh, sort, of, sort of went along with my mother on that thing. And that's how, you know, I ended up with Skip. Hey. Of course, I was born, you know, in, at that time you know, uh, in the... Uh, you know the baby boomer stuff, where it was it was the right thing to do to have nicknames. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's just just was part of the uh, generational thing there. Now, is that is that a nickname for Troy? No. It's just no. Just 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 that way. <laughs> just. But pop, an interesting thing about up. Skip, if uh, if you really want to hear that, yeah, hell yeah. I was in the um, I was in the eighth grade, and mm-hmm. there was there was two guys in the class named Skip. Mm. Two guys in my history class named Skip. Dang. And. Um, this guy, this guy was named Skip Boyce, but and he lived right over here on Harrogate Road. Hmm. We used to play football in his yard all the time. <laughs> and uh, but but anyhow, the uh, the the only male teacher uh, in the eighth grade, my history teacher, and he said, "I'm not having two skips." <laughs> he started calling that guy Chip, and me Skip, <laughs> and that stuck. Really? And that guy and that that guy from then on was always Chip Boyce, not Skip. Dang. <laughs> 
So he changed his own nickname. Yep. <laughs> Just like that. Well, I guess his classmates, you know, probably changed it. You know, he probably. Yeah. I mean, everybody went along with it. That's I, guess, I guess he just went home one day and said, I'm Chip. Told his mom and dad, stop calling me Skip. <laughs> Call me Chip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what can't what make can that shit up. No, that's, that's for real. <laughs> I mean, I'd be, I'd, I'd be a little offended if my son came home and said, hey, my teacher just changed my nickname. Think I'm, about it. I'd be like, bro, is there a problem? I mean, what is, I'd have to see him in person, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, his father was a doctor, too. Dr. Boyce right over here on, on Harrogate Dang. Road. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Boyce. Yeah, I think about... Um, he lived far down towards the, the middle. Right of Treeley Road. You know how you turn right on, right across yeah. from Harrogate? Right across from Harrogate Elementary School, there's a big open field right there, and you yeah. turn on Treeley Road. We used to play football there all the time. Huh. Mm-hmm. Is it still there, that house? I don't know. Maybe. I know there's that big... Uh, it's a couple big houses along there. One has a big fence with the horses and stuff in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, I it's, uh, it's closer towards Colonial Heights. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the... Um, anyway, all right. Cause I, there's a girl with the Thomas Dale, and she was, you know... Special needs or whatever. But I thought her dad was a doctor, but I don't think the last name was Boyce. Though mm-hmm. it must have been something. Good. <laughs> I'm trying to think of her brother's name. But anyway, that's off the topic. But all right, so you grew up. Um, you so you actually were born in like Virginia Beach, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 My my uh, my father was a you know a bricklayer, and it, of course, in that time, um, and it was pretty much uh, a nomadic occupation, if you want to call right. it that. I mean, you just went to where the work where the work was. Yeah. And at that particular time, they were working down there, and I had an uncle and an aunt down there, and they, you know, so it was, and this uh, particular guy that was my, that my uncle there, my uncle Boyd, he and my dad had served in the Navy together, and yeah. maybe even introduced, um, uh, you know, uh, introduced him to my mother, maybe. It's, hmm. it's a possibility that my aunt did, you know. I, I don't know that story completely. But anyway, yeah, that's where we lived. Yeah. Just, just right on, well, cause I can't say Virginia Beach. This is right in the, in the trailer park right at the very edge of Norfolk and Virginia Beach, if yeah. you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. And we probably lived in a uh, something smaller than the, uh, the RV you have out there. You think so? Oh, yeah, initially. Huh. Yeah. And it was, what, five of y'all? Oh, no, just, well, I was the first child, of course. It was oh, so, just, oh, three, so it was just, just three of us, yeah. The three, yeah. okay. Yeah, just three of us at that point. But my, my brother Jimmy was born there, too, I think, but... Uh, did y'all move? Did y'all go right to Chester from nah, there? Yeah, nah, we lived in North Carolina for a while. Damn, and, uh, Tar Heel, baby. Yeah, down that way, uh, <laughs> back to where my dad was from, and then, uh, then we took a little stint out to the southwestern part of the state, out in Christiansburg. Okay. And um, then we moved to um, still in the, in the in this trailer trailer park thing. Mm-hmm. And we moved out on Jeff Davis Highway, so you, I could say I'm from off the pike, so to speak. <laughs> Jesus. You know, and, and, That's uh, got to be a song. We talk about songs yeah, later. Yeah, man, heck yeah. <laughs> off the Living pike. Living on the pike. I mean, Bro, I just remember as a kid, man, um, well, I didn't know you had that experience, though. You called a pike and dike or something. Yeah, that's right. Just pike and night. Pike and dike. Just to be a pike and night, yeah. Oh, pike and night. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pike and pike. P- pike and night. Oh, damn, there. I thought it was pike and dike. Nah, not pike and dike. <laughs> pike and night. <laughs> That's something different. What is pike and night? Is it you stayed on the pike for a night? No, like the, uh, the word, the, it, it ends in N-I-T as if you were, um... Like, uh, from some, if, some, you're, if you're from a place, you're from a, a, place, you're a like, Mennonite or like... Mennonite, oh, damn. Yeah, or it's exactly, wow. there you go. Yeah, yeah, sure. Something like that. I guess diet, I read an article that said diet coke kills your brain cells, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I never put that shit together. I spent the 40 years or 50 years thinking it was Pike and Dyke. Yeah, Pike and Dyke. <laughs> so anyhow, yes, we lived on the Pike. We lived, uh, actually, we lived just, just below Moore's Lake. Oh, Or yeah, just north yeah. of Moore's Lake. Mm. You remember where that was? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so we lived in this trailer park there, and we could, um, 
we could leave, we could just walk out in the woods and yeah, we'll work probably a very short distance. It's, it's hard to remember. Find but we could go over to uh, we could go over to Moore's Lake and watch people swimming and stuff. Just look over the fence, you know, and those things. Of course, my mom would take us to Moore's like every now and then, but we'd sneak away and right. you know, go over there and hang around at the. Uh, you know, at the pavilion and that kind of stuff. So yeah, so people that don't know, like Moore's Lake. Is that what year you think that was? Probably what? Oh, I don't know about. Go ahead. What year you think it was? I'm telling you, it was probably something about like 59, 58, almost or yeah, or late fifties, early sixties. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was like this big lake in in this area, and um, had a pavilion. You know, it had like a I guess it was a maintained lake for safety, so you could get in the water. Yeah, but it wasn't. Was it wasn't like it wasn't a chlorine lake. It was just. Oh no, it's just a regular lake. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was. probably. It was, I'm sure it was probably spring fed. Yeah, yeah and it, it was like. I mean, it was. I, I went there as a kid, and it had like a high diving board, high sliding diving. boards, hump sliding board. Yeah, yeah. Well, those like the real. You said they were all sketchy. Like there was no sides on it. It's just like mm-hmm. imagine a sliding board at an old school playground. Yeah. But double the height. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody you could, gave. You could get some air off the hump. Oh yeah. I mean, no, <laughs> let me tell you something, dude. I mean. And you, yours was probably even, you know more real than mine, but I mean, yeah, there were no safety features. I mean, you just yeah. you just went for it. Yeah, that was fun. That was. I mean, nobody got hurt that I know of. <laughs> Shit. Just added added to it. So I mean, so you were probably so. Uh, how old do you think you were going up to the Moors Lake? Mm, probably uh, six, seven, somewhere in that area. You, know? you think you're checking out women then at six and seven? Oh yeah, for sure. Watching people swim. Oh, you bet. That's why they're at the fence. And that's all I was going to ask. What the hell were they doing yeah. at the fence? Because they had a beach there, you know, a little sandy beach and that kind of stuff. And and it been on when you got there and what time, of course, it was always in the summertime. Yeah. But uh, people rode their, you know, guys would ride their cars around and beat the horns at women and Damn, stuff like that's that. That's living right there, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's just what it was about. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and you could go there and get, um, uh, you could get uh, like a hot dog with chili was always good or... Man. Or they had these, um, uh, these. I can remember the smell of these. These cream horns, you know, Man, cream, mm-hmm. cream horn things. Well, they were they were outstanding. That's still good. And was it with the fence? Was it private? Did you have to pay to get no, in? No, you had to pay to get in. Yes, you had, oh, to, you okay. had to get to get. You had to go through. Uh, you had to pay to go in, but I don't remember how much it was. But they did a couple of things. You know, when you went in, they gave you. They stamped your hand. You know, with some kind of, mm-hmm. you know, indelible ink, and um, and if you used the locker room, they had this little locker room where you could go change clothes. And they had these baskets, and they had these huge pins, huge, huge safety pins, that were, I mean, probably a, an eighth of an inch in diameter. That's how mm-hmm. big they were. And you 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 just snap those through your, your your trunks, and that's how you. And somebody, you know, and this is where you get a summertime. I didn't ever work there, but you get a summertime job in the basket room. You know, taking people's mm-hmm. clothes in and out, and Dang. you know and that kind of stuff. That's really old, old, that's crazy. old fashioned stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, somebody always kept, I guess nothing went missing because people just watched it. It was in, oh, yeah, a, it nothing, was in a yeah. safe area, it was, I guess. It was totally different. Yeah, as long as the people were uh, honest and worked there. Yeah, it was completely different. So when It's you, fair to say it was a different clientele altogether. So, yeah. yeah, so when you say that uh, you went to this fence, and he's picturing like a, a, a chain-link fence. I'm picturing like an old, like a farm fence. Like yes. A, that's what it was, right? A white yeah, it was fence. like white picket fence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was also like chain-link. Yeah, but the reason I'm saying that is it's funny because um, – where Sylvester's was, there was a fence that Tommy had the uh, that that separated him from the uh, the uh, the neighborhood behind him or the trailer yeah. park behind him. But that's the kind of fence, and it was. It was that kind of fence. Sure. This is wild, man. And was it the same way exactly when you were you going meant. there? Yeah, with, I the, with that fence. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of was it run down by that time? Was it? Oh no. Oh, Even no, when it, I went as a kid, though, I mean, 
Uh, when you, I guess when we took you there, it was probably, no, nah, it wasn't. Yeah, but, but, it was pretty, uh, you know, but things were different then. You yeah, know, it was that, different. By that point. Yeah, and it was different, man. Like, you know, they knew if you were from that area or you were some kid that didn't believe. Oh, they probably kids that went there every day and, and you were just like somebody. In the you weren't a pike and night. Nah, yeah, I'm on a pike and night, man. They, <laughs> they knew that shit, man. And those cats could get down. Like, they were doing like, uh, you know, what do you call it? A one and a half. One and a half. Dive. The high, up, up, yeah, sure. What's the one when you go to the gator? How tall was gator? A gainer, a full gainer off, off the high dive. Sure. How yep. tall was the diving board? At least 10 feet. I, I would say 12, more 12. than that. I would say 12 feet at least. God. <laughs> Long I tried to do it off. I tried to do a flip and do like a belly flop. That was the last time I'm doing <laughs> yeah. that shit. I just went. And, and the, the cool part was it had like a, a a deck. Like when you go down to Point of Rock Park that goes over, over the water. Mm. That's what you walked around on to get to the different parts of the. That's pretty sweet. Mm, yeah, like a boardwalk. A boardwalk, boardwalk in, yeah. Boardwalk in the water. And then water would spray up through it. They had little fountains that came yeah, up, yeah. came up through the boardwalk. Yeah, which was made it kind why of. Why is this? Why did it uh, shut down? Safety reason, I guess. Oh yeah, just health reasons. Yeah, we, yeah. Big Brother or something. You know, <laughs> they decided. Yeah, these aren't safe. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that was cool, man. All right, so then the pike, and then you end up. What yeah, did you end up it, on chalk? Yeah, we moved out. Uh, I guess when my dad and mom, mom and dad finally got a little bit of money. You know, we we moved out there onto Chalkley Road, and because that was in the country mm-hmm. at that point. Right. At that point, you're truly still in the country. And uh, believe it or not, I mean, it was just, uh, uh, I mean, you, there's no way to say. I could, I, could, I could ride my bicycle to Chester and take my dog with me. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, no, no worries. So there were no subdivisions or? None of that. No, very low traffic. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And That's, when was that, like, in the? Probably, I'm, it's hard for me to remember, but I would say I was probably 12 or something, you okay. know, mid-60s. So by then, Charles was... My brother was... Yeah, sure. Yeah, both my brothers so were there then. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And then ever since you've been uh, in I, Chester. I hung out in Chester, you yeah. Chester night. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Chester something. Yeah, whatever you call it. <laughs> but I was, you know, I wasn't a... Ch- I'm, I'm not really uh, like one of the real Chester um, socialites, if you will. You know, <laughs> the, the people from yeah. Chester. Yeah. That's a totally, that's a totally different thing. Now, you yeah. can say, you know, you're from Chester, but, you know, yeah. you know if you're, you're not really from there unless you're from three or four streets. Oh, yeah, what were the streets? Yeah. Downtown Chester, like uh, oh, okay. Winfrey Street, yeah. Richmond Street, uh, Petersburg Street, uh, you know, Dang. like that. Percival, if you were from those, then you were, you were it. it. You were legit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I street. experienced that in Colonial Heights the other day. Hmm. I was doing some work on some houses, and there's some older, older ladies... You could tell they've lived there for oh yeah probably forever yeah and they for all sure. knew because I was at one house and then I went down like not even quarter of a mile to this other lady's house mm-hmm. and I was like I was just on the road she was like she just I described the house and she knew exactly who it was she's <laughs> right. like Miss So and So she's like yeah she's she's crazy and they were both they were all retired and <laughs> right I walked into one house and they were having like a little wine party at all right noon on like a Wednesday <laughs> was there sure. any guys in there or just one chick I mean all chicks. <clears throat> The little party was one of her husbands, but I'm guessing the other, all the other ones were were widowed. I'd, I'd assume. Dang. Just living it up. <laughs> <laughs> so where the house was, the, the, that's where the dude lived, the da- uh, the guy, and then the- yeah, but he wasn't really part. He was just sitting in the corner. He was shunned. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he should have gone outside or something. I thought, yeah, I thought he was gonna come out and hang out with me and watch me do stuff. But I had, he was nah. nah. I think he was making. He must have been in charge of the drinks and yeah, now you're talking. Getting the food ready. And his the odds but, were good for him, right? 
five yeah. to one or something. That's what I'm saying. He, yeah, he, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's probably smarter than we thought. That's why yeah. he stayed inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Old guys are scared. They got. <laughs> oh man! So he went to what? Uh, Curtis. Yeah, well, actually, um, I started... Um, my elementary school. Yeah, in elementary school. When I first started school, Curtis wasn't finished. Right. And um, so we, we started at Thomas Dale, which is the actual, the old Thomas Dale, the middle school now, I guess, is what it is. We started there. And, and before that, everyone went to school there. Your mom went to school, 1 through 12 there. Oh, I got you. Okay. And, uh, but, uh, but, you know, everybody, that was just, you know, the, the first grade was there. And, of course, there was no kindergarten at that time. They didn't have kindergarten. And um, so I was only in class about, oh, I don't know, it's hard, I don't remember, but not very long. And they took the whole first grade and moved us over to uh, two churches hmm. in, uh, in hmm. Chester, in a Methodist church and another church. Hmm. And so we stayed there for about, I don't know, short, who knows how long. But anyway, Curtis opened up. And, you know, you know, probably after a month or two months or something. It was, yeah. It was so, yeah, I was, you know, I was in the, the first grade at Curtis in the opening, you know, the, the year it opened. Dang. Whatever that was. And the, they made that one through five? Six. One through six? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's before the new Thomasdale was built. Uh, oh, by, so but by the, the time I got to the sixth grade, the new Thomasdale was was being built or was hmm. just about built or something. Yeah. Nah. Hey, that's cool. So you Curtis, Chester Middle, and then Thomasdale. Mm, we called it Chester Intermediate back okay. then. Okay, Intermediate yeah, School. An Intermediate School. Yeah. yeah. I think that, yeah. And you did go to Dale, the yep. new one? Thomasdale, yep. Hell yeah, man. The new one. So I guess I'm thinking about mom must be a real Chester person because she was, I guess she was born, she raised on Harrogate Road. Yeah, I she think. was raised oh, on right Harrogate off Harrogate. Road, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Chester night. Chester night. Every time I nights. <laughs> yeah, the whole, our whole family went to Tomsdale. Well, even she, I was about to say, except my wife, but she went too. I don't know what I'm thinking yeah, about. Yeah, she did, sure. Yep. Damn. What about Great Granny? Yep. No, nah, she, she grew up in uh, Midlothian. She grew up in Midlothian. Okay, yeah. okay that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, she had a dad. Probably all in one school. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. One through 12. Yep. I mean, anything you want to talk about, like, during during uh, those years, high school, any, any crazy stories? or <laughs> that you? I'm sure the statute of limitations have, have ex- run out on this expired. by now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I know, uh, well, so, so you um, in high school, then you joined the National Guard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the, um, yeah, when I got... Uh, you, you know, back then, you know, you had a um, a number. You got a lottery number for, for the draft. So, you know. That was during the Vietnam War. The Vietnam yeah. War. Sure, my lottery number was low, 13. And um, so, you know, I just, I just went ahead and enlisted in the, into the National Guard. Yeah, Air, Air National Guard. Guard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was right after, mm, after you graduated? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right so when you said the number was 13, what, how do you, I mean, how did they, the higher numbers were first and the lower numbers were later or no, something? No, the, the lowest numbers were first. Yeah. So you but were before that. You were thirteen. Mm-hmm, number thirteen. Yeah. They would say they draw your they draw uh, three hundred sixty five numbers, and uh, so the mm-hmm. somebody they draw these numbers. You see the the lottery commission or whoever it was. Not the lottery commission, but the draft draft board uh, nationwide. They just on whatever day it was. Let's say January the first. Yeah. They draw they draw out these numbers, and it's got your birthday on it. So I could, in, uh, just have my birthday is April thirteenth, and right. my number was thirteen. Hmm. All right, but I mean, it could have been six two or three sixty four. It, it wouldn't matter, you know. So, yeah. So the odds of you being drafted at that point, if you were say higher than one hundred and fifty, were pretty slim. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point. Yeah. But you being know, thirteen, by, yeah, was... but being thirteen, you know, your odds are pretty good. And you know, you tap. They really didn't know what was going to happen in the war, one thing than the other. No. And, uh, and that's another whole issue. You know, people most 
in this country. It's fair to say that uh, at, by that time, a lot of people had enough of war. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, we oh, yeah sure. Yeah. yeah. And um, so anyhow, that that's kind of how that got going. Yeah. But, I, mean, I, I, yeah I mean, I wouldn't know that unless it's studying the Vietnam War and just. But I, mean, I guarantee the average kid nowadays, um, under thirty, have no idea. Yeah, they what, just, what did, we're did, even talking just about. Yeah, sure. It's I mean, like they know it's about the war. History, yeah. Yeah, it's ancient history, but yeah, because yeah, you know, even as a well, I was you know elementary school. I remember us going like somewhere Fort Pickett or something mm-hmm. to get that pool. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. And the military was just in disarray at that time. Yeah, sure. it just gotten out of out of Vietnam, and people were just like the hell with the military. So yeah. they had like the bottom of the barrel people. <laughs> not my yeah, saying. I, not my, I, I, I mean, I'm gonna clarify. I'm not saying about the Viet, people fought in Vietnam, not like that. I'm saying anybody was still left or, or mm-hmm. were enlisting full time, they weren't. You know, people were like you said, the country was tired of that. Yeah, they, they, they were just tired. Know, yeah, yeah. But they're like, I'm not going in the military. And eventually, you know, went to an, uh, an all-volunteer armed forces probably, I'm going to say probably about, my guess, about 1976 or so. That's probably Somewhere. the time frame I'm talking about. Yeah, so. In, uh, yeah. It's maybe 76, 76. No, it was a little bit later than this. Uh, the the all-volunteer, I think, came around before that. But still, oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. I think when we but were. The, but the, for, to your point, the aftermath of it was, you know, that way probably. Yeah, yeah I think people were just That's like. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's, because I'm not going to put down the military ever, but I just mm-hmm. think that, um. At that point, people who had no other options were like, well, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Because people were like, you know, we're worn out. Yeah. The Vietnam War lasted almost 20 years, give yeah. and take. Well, not, not really. No, not really. In the 66 through 76 yeah. or well, 10. Was, yeah, well, it, we, 65, we, you know, I guess really, I, I, actually, we probably had people in there from about, you know, the, the late 50s, you know, yeah, 59 or so, yeah. you know, these people we just Into never the, knew about. And, um, and more or less probably about 63 to 73, you know, when they, they evacuated Saigon in 73, I think. So yeah. yeah, 10 years, yeah. I should say, yeah. 20, but yeah. Anyway, but it was, it was a, it was a hard, time. But it was a brutal time. And prior to the, prior to the lottery, let's say, mm-hmm. if, you don't, if you're not familiar with these things, the, uh, a draft board met locally somewhere and would uh, select people to go in. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can imagine that was just political right ripe with uh, you know corruption corruption yeah. like crazy yeah and yeah you, you could get you could get a college deferment you know, if you were, if you were in college and you could you get a college deferment or if you were married you could you might get out of it or if you had a brother that was already there or something mm-hmm. of that nature you know there, there are ways to get a deferment around it right or people would try and do things where they were not physically um, they would try to get a status what was called 4f <laughs> where you where you weren't uh, you didn't meet the qualifications, the physical qualifications, let's say. Yeah. Hmm. And the funny guys would do was try stuff like that, you know, where they would, before you went to get under the draft board to do it a, a, your induction. Yeah. Um, and you had to go register with the draft at 18. And at that time, you sort of did an induction thing type thing. But the way I remember this, right? But they might, they might, uh, you know, eat salt for a week or something, a lot of salt, <laughs> so, that, so that when they showed up and took a urine test or something, you know, everything would be out of messed up. <laughs> right, exactly. Damn. Damn. Yeah, but anyhow, that's... that's Cut uh, that big toe off, man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jump off a ladder. Do whatever they could do. Right. Something. The clock went off. So, uh, join the National Guard, and then... Um, Actually, that's what really got me interested. I was uh, went to went to school in the Air Force to learn to be a firefighter. Right, right. Yep. And, and that's what you spent your whole career as a firefighter. And then eventually, uh, you know, I, when I came back and a few years after that, uh, I worked in a hardware store. But then I decided I went to go to work for uh, Chesterfield Fire Department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I did that. You for what? Fifteen years? Yeah, well, I was there about ten years. Ten years. Yeah. 
So b- before that, you were in the Air Force for. Well, I was still, I was still in the, still in the guard, in the, in the guard. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, still in the guard for there. Yeah, yeah. Which we call weekend warrior type. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. What they call. But you had a lot of yeah, and throughout the years, I mean, I mean, we're just kind of jumping around, but like, you know, because we're kind of skipping. You met mom, and then y'all got married, and sure. then you know all that. But I mean, we can go to some of that. But um, anyway, so I just remember growing up around all those kind of guys, mm-hmm. the firefighters. You know that firefighter mentality. And, you know, some of the, even now, well, not so much now because I'm older, but, you know, I could keep up when yeah. I became a cop, you know, I could just keep that, that conversation going or that, that kind of, that lifestyle. Cause yeah. it's a different thing. It is. It's uh, you know, it's fair to say that it's probably, it's paramilitary. Yeah. It's paramilitary. So yeah. It has its own little culture. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of, you know, slid right into the, to the culture mm-hmm. and, you know. Well, you know, we always say this thing about cops, you know, if you, if you had scored three points higher on the entrance exam, you could <laughs> yeah. have been a firefighter. Firefighter, right? yeah. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, but I just remember, like, somebody's like, man, how, how the hell you learn how to talk like that or come up with some witty shit? And I was like, dude, I grew up around this shit. My dad's a you know, firefighter, so yeah. they were like, okay. Of <laughs> course, they, they had the same stuff. I, I never, yeah, yeah, you're right, three points higher, but I was never anti-firefighter because I grew up around those guys. Right. I knew they were cool shit. But uh, some people were, some cops were, and I was just like, the hell's the beef, man? It's, if we get hurt, that's who's going to save your damn life. What the hell are you talking about? Jealous. Yeah, yeah probably jealous. <laughs> you boys sleep good tonight. You know. But, I mean, there were some, you know, just pretenders in every p- profession. So there were that's some right. firefighters that probably deserved Yeah, kids, they deserve that. You, you better believe it. But most of, most of them don't. But it is. It's a, um, the, the public service stuff is a, is a culture sort yeah. of in, 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 you know, into itself there. And, um, and particularly, like, in, in, a, in a fire station. Because oh, yeah. And even on the beat, I manage the same way. The same oh, guys yeah. work all the time. But same in, squad. Yeah. In fire station, those guys that you depend on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you really have to say, you know, like in, in most departments, you live a third of your life you know, with those people. I was yeah. gonna say you're there Very 24 like hours at a time. So, so you you you're on that shift 24 and 48 off. That's what we did. Yeah. So I mean, every agent. This is in Chesterfield, but um. Mm-hmm. So you imagine sleeping with the same cats all the time. Mm-hmm. You wake up, go, you get there in the morning, you're with them. You spend the right. night with them, wake up in the morning. In that 24-hour period, you know damn, eat, sleep, yeah. piss, shower. You name it. And, of course, <laughs> you put your life on the line for each other. So I can't imagine, the, you know, the, the practical jokes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, for sure. And there's uh, all these subcultures that, that exist inside the ship, you know, this person and that person. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. So, I mean, I remember... Some of the stories you told me about, you, you were out, uh, you were out for something, and you came back, and you had your own locker. Oh, I know, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, yeah well, I'll let you tell the story. Yeah. yeah. So you were out for something, I can't remember. I don't know. Probably, probably on was, drill or something. Yeah, something. Who knows? I may mean, was off <laughs> off, off somewhere and for a period of time. And this is this is commonplace for things, you know, events like this to occur. But when I came back, um, yeah, stat, it was, it was a, had this locker, nice size locker, where uh, just say two foot by six foot or something where you could put your clothes in and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's a, in the in the bunk room was was what we called open bay, an open bay bunk room. There's no individual petitions or walls or separate rooms or anything like that. Everybody slept in an open room. and uh, But these lockers sort of served as, uh, you know, a barrier between you and the next bed. Right. So you get the picture of what it, what it looks like, lined up on the wall or something. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. And so you never really give much thought to... Um, you know, what's going on around you, you show up, you know, in your civilian clothes and you go over and you open your locker door to change clothes. And there your, your yeah. uniform's hanging in there. And and in this particular morning, like, again, like I said, I didn't pay attention to stuff. But so you just reach up and grab a hold of your shirt or your pants. Let's just say my pants. Reach, grab a whole pair of pants to pull them out. 
grabbed them, just pulled them, and they didn't come right out, so I just pulled them even harder. Yeah. Oh, and I did, you know, the whole locker and everything just falls over. These guys, you know, <laughs> it's sewn, sew your pants to the, you know, to this towel, to this bar in there, to this towel, <laughs> like towel bar in there. Sew your pants in there. It was that kind of stuff, you know, that yeah, would go yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, these two guys were standing there watching when this happened, <laughs> as you can well imagine. <laughs> and they oh. enjoyed it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah. And, of course, then it took me up because my shirt was sewn that way and my pants were sewn that way. And <laughs> took a while, you know, for me to get dressed that morning. Yeah. <laughs> it probably yeah. took them a while to do that, too. Oh, yeah, well, that's, well there you go. They've got too much time on their hands, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine, man. That'd be awesome. And so, then, um, oh, go ahead. When you started there, how many guys were in the... Mm, that's a good question, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, well, the county was new, new to the uh, career-type guys. So we, had, we had volunteers at the time. Mm-hmm. I think our first paid guy was there in 1969, the chief, and uh, Chief Eanes. And then from there, he, he sort of grew the department. Yeah. And, um, and we had 12 stations then, or 11, and, uh, but we didn't have a number nine. But... Um, so I was in the first 50 people that were hired. In, wow, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. 77, so I was, I, was awesome. in, I was in the first 50 people. So yeah. sort of, and at, at that point, uh, we were growing so fast. I mean, mm-hmm. we, the, the county was just growing leaps and bounds because the whole county was growing. And um, so we never really stayed in one place more than a year, 18 months or something, and you get transferred elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. To another station. Yeah, yeah, to another station. Now, why was there no number nine? It was a, a station nine in the city that uh, it used to be ours, and the city annexed it, so, so they just left the number nine off. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Now there's a nine. Okay. But it didn't, in that particular time, there was no there nine. nine. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know if it was like a superstition thing. Nah, <laughs> nah. Yeah, I lost no. number nine. Well, like the 13th floor of yeah, a exactly. hotel. Exactly, 13th floor in a hotel. Sure. Yep. yep. That's cool, though. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't yep. know that. So <laughs> then you um, stayed there 10 years. You ended up being a sergeant. Worked away yeah, the yeah. Had, at that time, we had um, our first line supervisor. We called sergeants. Where you were in charge of a shift, hmm. and then it would vary from two guys to six, just mm-hmm. depending where you were stationed and what your what your assignment was. Yeah. And um, the the, uh, the the big the bigger stations had sometimes would have two companies in it. They'd have a, a ladder truck and an engine, or they'd just be an engine company, or mm-hmm. just be a ladder company, or whatever. Hmm. Uh, so I worked all around the entire county. So during that time, was yeah. What was your first? Your, I remember you worked in Midlothian, but I don't know if that was my your first, first assignment. Was out in, in Manchester on about uh, Manchester on Route Three Sixty, right. right beside the high school. Yep. And there was a there was an aerial ladder there, and mm-hmm. uh, we, we called it Two Truck Truck Two, and um, open cab aerial ladder, hundred yep. foot Peter Persh tractor drawn. So you could uh, require the guy in the back end to till the truck yeah. and the guy in the front to drive when you worked. Did you, you ever do that? Together. So, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. You, you were the till man, right? Both. I mean, I was driving and I tilling. Because you had to do all jobs. Oh, but yeah, that, but yeah, you just, it's a, a matter of time before you get, you know, to, you don't start out driving or tilling. You have to learn that. You start out riding in the, what's called a jump seat, mm-hmm. and uh, which is a fun job because you really get more action there. Right, yeah. The driver and the tillerman typically have, uh, assigned duties when you get to a scene, and unless things are really going crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. So but when you're the tillman, you're kind of at the mercy of the the driver. Oh, and, and the winter. Yeah. So you so <laughs> you said I thought you said summer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The oh yeah. In some ways, yeah, you're at the mercy of the driver, but on, in some ways, he's at your mercy too if you're tilling, because you can help um, 
you can help me around the curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can make it difficult. <laughs> or, or let's just say if, if you're going to pass, if you're going to pass some pass a vehicle or pass a pass you know another vehicle going down the road to a call. Yeah. And you know he's puts a signal light on so he can go around and pass, and you just swerve into the other lane oh, and you know, block, block that lane, lane, and then you know he could come right in behind you. Dang. Do I have like you, helmets on? Y'all could talk. No. <laughs> <laughs> not not in those days. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, that was before. That was before. And this, it was open cab too. I mean, it's open to the elements. You know, we didn't have yeah. you know no top to it or anything. That's at crazy. All. And um, <laughs> but it was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but yeah, we couldn't talk. But and we had just a little buzzer on the floor where you would, uh, if you wanted to stop, we just hit the buzzer once. If it was like an emergency, you just hit the buzzer once. Yeah. Go forward. If the driver decided he was going to go, you were sitting still and driver was going to go forward. He'd hit the he'd hit his buzzer twice and then you'd hit it back twice. Go ahead, you know, and if you're going to back up, you hit it three times. Right. That's, That's the only communication we had. <laughs> no headsets. Man. No headsets. But nowadays, you know, in modern modern stuff today, they everybody wears headset and talk to each other. Oh, yeah. What have you. They still have the tillers, though? Yeah, they still have some tractor drawn. Yeah, tractor, well, back tra- it just depends on where you are. In some cities, yeah. it's, it's necessary. Yeah. I think we did it just because it looked like we were a big city. Yeah. And we weren't. You know, but <laughs> That's it, cool. It's the look we wanted. Yeah, you wanted the, I mean, I get exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, looks are ninety percent of the battle sometimes. Yeah, so, but I mean, we had we had a speaker back there where you could hear the radio. You know, whatever uh, whatever radio tra- traffic was going on, you knew about that. Hmm. But other than that, nope, <laughs> nope. Just wait till you got there. <laughs> and then uh, during that time is when you met Grangra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. I met her well, before he, that. Yeah, you met her before the uh, yeah before, before you started in the fire department. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he was sure. a volunteer, but not. Uh, yep. I was, well, I was doing some volunteer stuff in in downtown chester but uh yeah, we could probably do a whole show about the, just the fire department because you did a lot of work there i mean starting off and you and um willie yeah. would train you're a big part of the training for the yeah. new uh, yeah, firefighters so we, and yeah, stuff we, remember we, we brought you along you know to, to remember doing something there yeah we did some kind of event like uh they had yeah. like a volunteer um mm-hmm. volunteer um i guess it was like a competition competition yeah volunteer competition yeah they had to like do a bunch of like run with a uh, bucket of water and do all that oh, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was right. cool man yeah i was like the mascot man yeah <laughs> <laughs> they said, "Here, try this chewing tobacco." Yeah. <laughs> How old were you? I guess like twelve, 10, 10, 10, 10, 12. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was a beach nut or something. I was like, uh, "Red." It was a red man. It was a red, red man? man? Yeah. I was just remember riding the back of the truck like this. <laughs> Guys, like, you need to spit. I'm like, I'm good, brother. And I and, uh, got home. I was like, <laughs> everything was spinning. Yeah, yeah, it had a hell of an effect on you. <laughs> oh no doubt. <laughs> Probably when you're twelve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a little guy. I mean, that's yeah, that was fun though. I mean. I never tried it again, though. <laughs> I'm never really big on tobacco, man. <laughs> yeah. Not a big you know, smoker. that has an effect on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize that was on, on the other podcast, by the way. What was that? They said that I tried the... Uh, the devil's lettuce. Yeah, really? The devil's lettuce. Yeah, it's on my past. Because really? one of the guys texted me, he was like, now I know why um, <laughs> you had to crawl into the house. I'm like, somebody tell you that story? He goes, no, it's on the podcast, dummy. I was like, oh. Ah, huh, Okay. I don't remember who that was. Who was it with? I guess Cody. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So anyway. Oh yeah, because she was talking about all the drug. Uh, yeah, the last person we had on when she was a um, DER drug um, drug enforcement something. Some yeah, officer. But yeah, she. But she's an we were talking about uh, different drugs and stuff, weed and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I, I do remember that you brought that up. Yeah, I mean, you know, so I mean, you grew up in the sixties and seventies. I mean, it's obviously marijuana. Probably is not prevalent. It certainly wasn't, you know, wasn't legal, but everybody smoked it. But, I mean, 
the difference is, and, and we're talking about with her and, and, and even now, is like the uh, the potency of the amount of THC in, in, sure. in, in, oh, in yeah. modern day. Um, Especially from Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, you're, you're the firefighter, and, and, and then um, you stayed in the guard the whole time, and then right. the chief there retired, and you yep. had an opportunity to apply for that. He had that. to apply for his job, yeah. And so that's what I did. I uh, applied for his job there, and... Um, uh, and it, it was a good deal for me because uh, it was an active duty position. I went from being uh, resuming here to being essentially back in the active Air Force. Um, right. And mm. even though I was I was assigned there, but um, instead of being a you know traditional National Guardsman, you know you're, you're assigned there on active duty, which is a little a little bit different creature. Yeah, yeah. And, um, that, was, that chief then who retired that was uh, Sergeant Reese. Chief Reese? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah Chief I Reese. said that. Mm-hmm. So Eanes was the one in uh, Chesterfield, Chesterfield, he retired, because mm-hmm. uh, he started, and yeah. then Reese was the one that, uh, yeah. when you started, he was the chief. And yeah, he was chief his, there, and I took his took job. Took his job, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then that's when the, um, the um, so the Air National Guard in Richmond is right next to the, it was right next to the airport. To the airport. Yeah, it was at the Richmond International Airport, yeah. Then you guys got assigned the F-16s. F-16s, yeah. We, when I first started there, we probably, had, we, I think we had 105s. We had F-84s and 105s, and then we had A-7s. And when I start, when I went there to be full-time, we still had A-7s, and then we got F-16s. Right. And that, and that changed y'all's status. That though. changes everything, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? So it's hard to, it's well, fair to say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it changes your, the uh, the unit. And actually, you know, you think if, if you really knew about these things, the uh, Department of Defense itself, DOD itself, was sort of going through a, a change there mm-hmm. where um, – and it has something to do so, sort of in line with what you were talking about, the, the downsizing or right. or getting smaller and doing doing more with less, so to speak. The uh, the reserve components, the different reserve components, whichever you want to say, reservist or National Guard or anybody, yeah. DOD-wide sort of became um, more involved. Right. Became more involved in a day-to-day operation. And we didn't have a real mission there to say that was we did day to day but any but for all all different things we would get we would get a tasking to do it and where was this again when i was in richmond you know station there yeah the f-16 station there and they would get they would get the airplanes themselves would get taskings yeah go different places and then almost every i don't know about every other section over there but the section that i you know ran the fire department you know we would get taskings to Mm -hmm. support the active component all around the world yeah actually did you ever yeah. ride along in a F sixteen? Yes, I had a backseat ride. Yeah. How was that? So yeah, so he be, yeah. he he won like firefighter of the year, and he got to do that ride, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, actually, the 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 firefighter of the year thing, I got a ride. That was back when I was still a traditional guardsman, oh. and I took took a backseat in a one hundred five. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, which is you, know, you have to see a difference in these jets. The one hundred five was a huge, huge fighter jet, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, it at that point it was uh, they reduced them down to being subsonic. Right. They, weren't, they weren't they weren't supersonic, but because they reduced because of the age of the airframe, mm-hmm. and um, but still it was a good ride. It was a neat ride. <laughs> we went we went to uh, the Dare County Range down in North Carolina and dropped these simulated, yeah. simulated bombs down on the range, and just you're yeah. diving in and coming back up and all Man. that kind of stuff. So then you got to drive the F-16. And, well, and I, then I took a ride. I took got a ride in A-7 because you know uh, when, I, when I went to my full time job, we had a two seater, and I managed to get a ride in that, which was it's a subsonic plane. It doesn't ride, didn't go as fast, but it was still still cool. Yep, that's a 105. and It does look bigger, yeah. Yep, and then the F-16, you know, eventually 
I, you know, I got because I was there working. You know, it was a matter of you, know, you put your name on a list, and when they have an opening in a back seat, the back seat air, we only had one back, we only had one two seater aircraft. So mm-hmm. I mean, somebody say, hey, you want to go ride on Tuesday? Okay, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> and, uh, so I mean, that, that is uh, supersonic. Yeah, supersonic. Yep. Of course, we're not allowed to. You supposedly not allowed to break the sound barrier in it, and uh, and so you would, you know, we cruise along it. One time, I think, you know, I can remember we were, we took a quick dive down and we were probably 520 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, but that's Feel just, the, the G-forces on oh, it. Oh, yeah, well, that, you know, sounds bad, but when, you know, now this this thing that exists between, um, say, cops and firefighters and or whatever, there's a similar thing in the military that exists between en- enlisted and officers. It's, it's fair to say that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and in my case... Uh, because of the job I had there, it was I had a lot of interaction with the officer cadre, or and in particular the pilots. Mm-hmm. Being, um, because you know we any emergency that occurred there was you know we would be in charge of it until it got settled, yeah, so yeah. to speak. And then, and, and, but anyhow, so I knew I knew most of the pilots pretty well. Mm-hmm. So you can you can believe that when I got my ride, the uh, want to make sure that I remembered it <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, back to the G force thing. When we we came we came into touchdown in Richmond, and uh, we did maybe two two passovers across mm-hmm. the airfield. And when you when he turned out, you know, we went we did our uh, passover and made our a base leg turn. We made the base leg turns. We went about five uh, G. Mm-hmm. And you can re- you can really feel you, it. Yeah, you can feel that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you're wearing a G suit. The G suit grabs a hold of you, and and it keeps you. The blood in the right places in your body, supposedly. Yeah. No, but you but still you, feel you it. still know it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, man, and Apollo, that's probably not much. Well, it's not a big deal. I mean, he, 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 you know, yes, he's he's got it. <laughs> I guess you know when you're driving too, it seems different. Right? It's different. Yeah, sure. When that's you, true. You, the unknown, you got control of it. Yeah, when you're in the unknown part, like oh, say, oh yeah, you yeah. don't know what's going to happen, or you yeah, feel that absolutely. <laughs> you're not. Ex- yeah. I mean, you're are they, are they expecting the, it as much? Yeah, they allow the laugh and stuff, and although, yeah, sure, they give you hell and stuff. Mm-hmm. Hang on, buddy. Here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or don't tell you nothing. We're going left. Don't say anything and just take do you it. right. <laughs> Damn, that's a, I, I, that would be cool, man. Oh yeah, that would be. I'd like to do that. Not an F sixteen, but in a small, mm-hmm. small yeah. plane like that, that'd be fun. So now I guess um, could you retire from there as chief, and then they eventually move everything down to down to Langley. Yeah, Langley. Mm-hmm. So yeah, disband the unit. Yeah, unit. well, not disband it. Where was it in Richmond? Right at the, the airport. airport. It was, okay. yeah, right yeah, Sandston, the right there. Yeah, yeah, attached to the airfield there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys would take off from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. crazy, honestly. So yeah, I remember the uh, one story we. Uh, I mean, I was I was maybe middle school or high school, but I mm-hmm. spent the night at a friend's house. But the next day we we're supposed to. Go for that uh, 5K run you guys have started. Because you started right, running right. then. And um, I can't remember uh, what year. But anyway, I'd been up. I'd met this new girl, and I was hanging out with this guy. <laughs> I didn't feel too good. And they, Dad still showed up. He had to pick me up at um, in Prince George. That's where I was. He's like, hey, man, you know, we're still coming to get you. So I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I shouldn't have been drinking as a kid. But, I mean, hell, I think most kids do. <laughs> but anyway, so I had this pretty good little hangover. You know, we get to right to pull up to the base, and Dad's like, "Here, drink this and make you feel better, like a natural light." I don't remember this, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. So we started <laughs> going for the freaking run, man, and like, I mean, I'm literally made it through the run. Right. Yeah. I'm at the, you know, where you run into the base or whatever, and 
freaking start driving. <laughs> and, and there's a crowd of people and a guy like, you all right, buddy? You all right? Like, the crowd's got like, you know, they're, ch- they're clapping and stuff. And I'm like, Ugh. and they're like, oh. It changed from a, from people cheering. They're like, oh, man. Uh. <laughs> that shit was rough. Little do they know. Uh, yeah, I was like, bro, that's yeah, that was pretty rough. Oh, damn, he's... That's he good boy. Hard. Damn. They <laughs> don't say nothing, man. He's good, he's good. Dad act like he didn't know me. Like, nah, come on. Go sit in the truck, man. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, man, he gave it his all. You were and just hung over. <laughs> oh, that's true, too. I didn't think about it the other way. Yeah. yeah. They didn't know the truth, man. Nah. That's right. They didn't know you chugged a natty ice before. <laughs> natty light. A natty light. Before <laughs> the run, man. <laughs> I like the I like the uh, test dummy man. Sometimes, Rolling yeah, up. maybe, maybe that could be. <laughs> <laughs> so, <I> mean, <laughs> so that's a great. So even bef- I mean, way before this, the uh, the house that I live in now is where you grew up in. <laughs> yeah, and that's where. How long were you in that house for? You and Grand Grove. Uh, we we were there um, from probably seventy seven or. To 97. 90, 97 or yeah, 20 years. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Meg, oh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. Megan was born. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we moved in there two years. weeks after Megan was born. Yeah. So yeah. 20 years, and then we lived there for I guess at what? least 12 years. Yeah. 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 And we moved in over here. Yep. It's on the hill. On the hill. And, and then, uh, then you guys moved to the restaurant? Well, we, we, we you, actually had the, uh, we had the restaurant just for the summer. And, okay. we, and we, we stayed in the summer. That was down in Claremont. And uh, yeah, down at, at uh, yeah, Sucking sure. Meadow. Yeah, Sucking no, Meadow. not Sucking Meadow, at Claremont Beach. Claremont Beach. It was an yeah. old uh, like campground, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and it, it was a campground. It actually was a campground, and they had this, at one time there was a restaurant there and a dance hall. Mm. A dance hall and a restaurant uh, thing, and they closed that, the dance hall restaurant thing down, and uh, so we just rented it. We just rented it and um, lived there for a summer, and they were trying to, just trying it out, see if we liked it down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was really you remember it of course it was oh, yeah. it, had, it was a big place a full size mm-hmm. restaurant and I mean, we you could sleep who knows how many people in there if oh, you wanted yeah. to but still had the booze in it yeah yeah and the bar and all that stuff yeah I mean, it, was, it was kind of neat it was pretty cool it was pretty cool it was, it was a neat yeah so that that was like um it's down in uh, Spring Grove but it's called Claremont Beach Claremont Beach yeah Sunken Meadows mm-hmm. a little further uh, down river. down river another yeah. mile down river yeah yes yeah, so, I mean um so basically uh. You know, kind of skipping like you guys, you start flying hang hang gliders. Oh yeah, sure. With, with Tommy just a lot Crump. of that. Oh, is yeah. that kind of got you into the? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea of being on the river and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where yeah, what made us. That really sort of what brought us to the river. It's yeah. very, it's fair to say that. Yeah, because yeah, you, um, you met. You know, I guess you knew Tommy Crump, but um, essentially he was flying hang gliders, and they, they would tow a hang glider, a boat, a, a hang glider mounted on a boat mm-hmm. with a winch. Get up to a certain speed, and, and then it would release, and, and you know you'd have a couple thousand feet of rope, right? Go up and cut off, and then fly back down. Yeah, that's how that's how eventually we did it in the early days. In the early days of the sport, um, it was a lot more exciting than that. The uh, <laughs> Start, yeah, you stood on the beach. And yeah, forgot yeah about we that. Uh, we would, oh, we had about um, and, and of course the, the sport came a long way with technology. It's mm-hmm. fair it's fair to say that. And um, towing hang gliders is really is. It's different than foot launching off of a mountain, and I've done both. But it's different than foot launching off a mountain, and that um, you know you have you get towed up just like a kite is in your hand, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of adverse things, things that can go wrong. Yeah, because the force on the ground is pulling you, and you kind of that as you can imagine. But but uh, like I say, in the early days, we would uh, we would use ski rope, probably you know somewhere around 
three-eighths inch, five-sixteenths to three-eighths inch ski rope, which is really, really heavy, mm-hmm. yeah. heavy stuff. And um, this is all we had, though. This is all we knew and all we had. And um, we would have maybe a 1,000 feet of ski rope. Mm. And it was all in a basket, and the basket was... I forgot all about The basket's that. on the beach. You're, stand, you're standing on the beach with, holding the hang glider, and um, you're in a harness, and then there's a bridle that goes... Um, up, up to the glider. It's just we'll just leave it, keep it simple like that. Yeah. And the bridle's hooked to the ski rope. And the boat, uh, whenever when everybody thinks you're ready, <laughs> and you're ready to go, the boat takes off. Mm-hmm. And you're watching the boat go away, and the boat's going away. And you're thinking to yourself, you know, you're judging these things and saying, "Yeah, he's not going fast enough. Or he's going too fast. I'm gonna, he's gonna just pull me off the beach too easy or too hard or something like that." But as the, as, the, as, the, as the boat's going away, the rope is coming out of that basket. And it's going tick, 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 you're tick, tick, it. tick, tick. You know, watch it and you know it's coming to the end. Yeah. When it comes tight, it would just snatch you off the beach. Yeah, I forgot all about that. <laughs> and, uh, and we call it a pop start. And it's um, the first, you know, the first uh, five, five seconds of the ride were exhilarating. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can to bet. say the least. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And that's right. That's, yeah. where, that's where everything could go wrong. And you're trying to balance yourself. <laughs> yeah, you got to be straight. You got to have the wings level. <laughs> the wings got to be level when, when the rope comes tight. Because <laughs> if, if the wings are not level, then you're going sideways, whichever way it is. Yeah. But if the wings are straight and level, then you're going, you know, you're going straight up. Yeah, I think okay. literally you'd have somebody on each wing helping hold it. Sometimes level. it would, you know, because yeah. depending yeah. on how hard yeah, the wind how hard was blowing. The wind was blowing. Yeah, if you how, were, uh, how fast was the boat going, you think? It would depend. Well, it would take about. Um, well, I guess you'd have wind. Yeah, the, the, the glider would fly at about those gliders that, during in that day. Would probably they'd fly at a slower speed. They would probably fly at about 18 miles an hour, mm-hmm. and and to, to stay airborne. Yeah. So it would take a little bit more than that to get it airborne. It'd probably <laughs> take about 20 miles an hour to get it airborne, and um and you'd launched into the wind. So yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if the wind was blowing two or three miles an hour in, well then you know so you can you can get the you get the drift. Yeah, yeah. But at that but <laughs> it, it wasn't very scientific. It's fair, it's fair to say that. Yeah, you're, you're, and, you're, and you and stand on the beach. You know, you're at the mercy of the guy driving the boat. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't have much control of that. Yeah, and but you, you didn't want to be drugged. You didn't want to get drugged through the water either. So you're, you're better off a little <laughs> getting, bit too fast, getting hot, get hit hard, and yeah. just get off the beach. Yeah, <laughs> damn, I just remember. I can yeah, that brought back a lot of memories. I've forgotten all about those. That happened ever going too slow. Oh yeah, plenty of times. Yeah, I mean, it's too slow, time. too fast. I mean, there's and a you're lot. You're just getting bounced on the water. You're just getting bounced on the water. God. <laughs> and and, and the, the glider has floats, like the like the yeah, old yeah. school fiberglass floats. You you was wait. Or you can still buy them. Yeah. And they're not boogie boards, uh, but they look like that. But they're actually, cheap. like some boogie yeah. boards. Yeah. Just yeah. To eventually, sport, eventually we got to where we, we became more scientific and with the winch. Yeah, we, we had a much much smaller rope. I mean, we got down to millimeter size stuff under say three sixteenths of an inch diameter yeah. rope. And we'd put four thousand feet of rope on the winch, and mm-hmm. and you you know you'd just put the glider up on the boat, yep, just get proned out, take off, and then just release it, and you know you come off easily, yeah, most of the time. So on that on the boat in the early days, did y'all have like a because the rope gives some, but was there any kind of like a spring or anything to absorb? Nope. That was, that was, yeah, that there's was, plenty of stretching the rope. Yeah, plenty of stretching that much rope. Wow, I forgot all about that. But yeah, that was that was a wild. And sometimes, time. yeah, I mean, that's a good, that's a good question. Sometimes there's enough stretching the rope where you, you had to really hold back. You know, you had to hold back. Mm. And what really would get you, you know, in this case, this is a bit. You know, you'd have to see this to understand it. If the tide was moving, <laughs> if the tide was moving along a little bit, the rope's going out, and the tide is moving. Now the rope, now the 
the rope that's out there in front of you and not out of, the, you know, there's still some in the yeah. basket, rope in front of you, it's drifting a little bit. Oh, yeah. So you think when that rope comes tight, it's going to, initially it's going to pull you that way. Yep. Your first step, you're going in that direction until the rope swings back, until you know, and gets straight gets up behind tight. you. So now the wings are cocked. I mean, it goes on. I didn't think on. about that. Always, always yeah. lots of fun. <laughs> yeah, we, in fact, we used to say, you know, if you didn't draw blood, you weren't having fun. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was pretty an adventurous time. For the guys, I mean, it was, and it was stressful for you know people oh, yeah. on the shore. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a uh, daredevil type shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, and- there's a lot of stories. I mean, we'll just leave some of that out. But I mean, there's a lot of triumph and tragedy in the oh yeah in the development of these um of what they eventually came up with. But anyway, and y'all y'all did shows and yeah man we did we we did some you know not not a lot but we would do things. There were some heroes in the show, and there were some zeros in the show. <laughs> That's probably good. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was, it was, I mean, I, I forgot all about it. I need to write some of this shit down. It was pretty good. Right. We could spend a whole show talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we, 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 you guys had the catamarans and stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I miss me being a, an observer of, of the, of the, of the show, man. The big <laughs> show, man. We did, um, like, I landed, uh, uh, I flew in uh, Bay Days in Norfolk, mm-hmm. you know, down there. Which is, you know, that's, that's really, a pretty big deal. It's, yeah. it's a big deal. There's a lot of people. And Thousands it was, of people. It was, it, was, it was really a terrible place to fly because you had to land in deep, deep water. And, mm-hmm. and you, land, you know, you, had to, you just landed as close as you could to a, uh, this floating thing they had out there. You know, you tried to land really, really close to it. And it was guys in the ski club would, you know, come over and get you. But I mean, they had to get to you fast. Yeah, because Hank Lyle would, would go back and yeah, it would you flip, flip over, you know, thinking. and all that. And it just became a mess. Nah. Yeah, it was, it was it was a lot of danger. You drown, yeah. falling yeah. out of the sky, you can crashing. Happen. Yeah, and then you fly in there. You know, we uh, at the, the Bay Days thing in particular. Let's say uh, we flew around um, high rise. You know, the high rise stuff. We got we towed high enough to where you could fly around over the high rise buildings and come back and land in the front. In Norfolk. In Norfolk, yeah. Yeah, damn, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty it awesome. Fun. It was it was interesting. Hmm. And um, and we flew. Uh, we used to fly every year down in on the river at. Uh, the James River Corporation and some other places, whoever it was, they had this thing at Westover Plantation. Westover, yeah, I couldn't think of it. And um, put, put a little hang, a hang gliding show on there for them. Nah. Yeah, the shame of it is, I mean, there's a, a lot of pictures, but uh, pictures weren't like they are now where you have the, all the mm-hmm. um, the videos and the, uh, what's what's the thing we have, that the underwater? And GoPro. GoPro and all these things. Yeah, I know, that would have been awesome. So that, those are things that would be, um, you know, something that, you just don't have that kind of access back then of, of information or, or the that technology. But there's there's a YouTube video of you doing some flying, right? Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the guy, you know, the guy shot it from Mike, Michael Crump, and this other yeah. guy shot it from. The, yeah, but it's yeah. on YouTube, right? What's it called? It's on YouTube, Skip's Landing. Skip's, Skip's Landing. landing. Yeah, yeah, man. It's right in front of Tommy Tommy's place. Yeah, that's a cool video too. Yeah. yeah anyway, it's just, it's just out a, there. You know, a little quick, you know, setting up for landing. We'll put it yeah, on. Yeah. We'll put it on the podcast so people can check it out. Yeah. Man. So, oh yeah. Yeah, I think we need to probably go back to. Uh, I'm thinking. I know. One, I know somebody listens to all these podcasts. Is you know, mom. Mm-hmm. So we might want to go back to. She might want to hear about how y'all met or something like that. I mean, you know, just most people come on here and marry to kind of like you know, build their wives up and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, you know I'm, I'm just like trouble at home. Yeah, you just be like, hey, uh, nice podcast, but yeah, y'all just say about Jack. The rest of your family. Yeah, you, know, you didn't say Jack. <laughs> About uh, well, you know, in this case, I mean, right. it has to be your wife. So, right. So, I know we lived in uh, Chester Town. Chester Townhouse apartments. Yeah, and yeah I, you, you guys lived in. When yeah, go it was ahead. just you and her. Yeah, we moved out, and then uh, yeah, we lived there, and um, 
parents got divorced and we were living in Chester townhouses. I feel like y'all met like you're trying to help mom with her Volkswagen Rabbit or bugs. Yeah, or something. maybe, but you know the um, <laughs> the I like I said, she, you guys lived in one corner and then we lived uh, yeah. ninety degrees to that. Let's say I had a roommate, uh, Jim Albert, and I lived there. And um, in, in in that little spot where we lived, there was probably six or seven single guys, and mm-hmm. and we was just partying all all the time, Party as you time. can well imagine. <laughs> and uh, and you were working the hard. You were yeah, fire- I was working, working at a hardware store at the time. Yeah, so. And your mother would walk out to the trash, to the dumpster, right? Yeah, yeah. And I would see her walking to the dumpster, you know, and sit out there. I was sitting out on the porch, you know, and holler at her and this and that. And, <laughs> and you know, so eventually, you know, you got up and got up the nerve to go talk to her. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's what it was. And anyway, we went, you know, eventually ask her out. Yeah. And, um, and probably, I guess, so oh, I don't know. 18 months later, we got married. <laughs> there you go. Y'all been married how long? Uh, put you on the spot, Dave. Mm. I've been married. 46 th- years. 46 years. Damn. Yeah, 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 been, yeah that's amazing. That's, that is pretty yeah, wild. Yeah, and then, and then, you know, we don't want to go into a bunch of stuff. I mean, essentially, you married a lady, you know, who had three kids from a previous mm-hmm. marriage, which is on, you know, back then. First yeah. of all, divorce was unheard of back then, really. I remember being the only kid in class that parent was divorced. Seemed like. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at C.C. Wells, and then, of course, now it's... You know, the marriage rates are... That's visible. totally different. But, yeah. yeah, so... And then now, but, yeah, so it was, uh, it was a... You know, it was a, it was not the norm. Like, it's, so it seems like now people are like, oh, yeah, it's not a big deal. But back then it was kind of a big deal. It was different. Yeah, yeah you know, then you... Then you jump straight into raising a... Some hell aliens, yeah. man. I mean, we could spend a whole... <laughs> it's totally, totally another thing. We could spend a whole <laughs> other podcast about, you know, trying to raise me and shit and then, like, you know... Yeah, we won't go there. Hell on earth, man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, we've got to have you on as a regular. We've got to get Russ on here too, man. Oh, Lord. We need a translator for that. <laughs> he came by the other night, but he was a little... Yeah, he wanted to do a podcast at He wanted to do a, pod, a podcatch, I heard. Podcatch. <laughs> yeah. Podcatch. And then... Um, <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah, that's why I sent you the text message. Send oh, you a podcatch. Okay. Yeah, so Russ is... You know, we all... Russ, you know, I'm people like... But people kind of know and listen to the show a little bit. But, uh, you know, we, we were neighbors and... Um, when, I, when we first moved from Chester Townhouses to Happy Hill and the house that we grew up in, um, he was, you know, he was a next door neighbor. Next door neighbor. We, With the grew, egg farm. Grew up on the hill and his grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, they, like their whole family lived on the hill. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The McCabe complex, man. And there's, <laughs> his uncle lives basically next door to us across from mm-hmm. yeah. Longmeadow. And then there's a McCabe, uh. McCabe Lane. McCabe Lane. Mm. Yeah, so they get—they definitely got the the. Uh, they left their mark. <laughs> yeah, and actually across the street, across the street from uh, your house, before that was a, uh, before that was a subdivision. It was a farm, mm. but there was one house there. There was one house out in the middle of the field. Yeah, and uh, Russ's aunt lived in that. Damn. Okay. Mm. So really, the whole, all the family lived here right. at one time, mm. outside of the home. Right. Well, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if all about all of them. Because <laughs> Larry. Anyway, so anyway, they have like. Three brothers and one sister, maybe? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there are two sisters. Okay. Well, yeah. The whole family. Hey, the whole family took over the hill, man. But anyway, yeah, so that's pretty interesting. So y'all met, and then y'all dated, and you get married, and then uh, mm-hmm. 46 years later, man. Yep, still here. Still love, still uh, living, still married, still... Now, you kind of brought this life. up, but y'all kind of lived the runner's lifestyle for... Oh, uh-huh. yeah. That's good to say, yeah, sure. Yeah, we... Uh, I got really interested in in running, uh, probably I don't know, probably in um, 
maybe before I got married. Mm-hmm. But then I, st- I started doing some running. And uh, Betty was doing, um, damn, whatever, whatever, whatever it's called, this stuff that girls used to do. You know, aerobics. Right? Aerobics, yeah, aerobics. Yeah, she used to get mad when I'd call her yeah. yoga aerobics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, oh, used, really? she, she, used, to, she used to do aerobics. <laughs> Yeah, and, it was, and, yeah it was, and eventually, you know, I kind of kind of talked her into the, this trying this running thing, mm-hmm. and um, and she was doing step aerobics as I remember, and all yeah. kinds of aerobics. But then she says, "Okay, yeah." She started doing, started just went out for a run, and I mean, she was naturally fit for it. Yeah, and and we and we both became you know, avid runners. We were doing yeah. a running club and Tri City Road Runners. Tri City Road Runners, and yeah. I mean. I've, I've run Boston four times. Boston Marathon, yeah. Boston Marathon four times, and I'm pretty sure she's run it three. That's Maybe wild. Yeah, and you yeah. had to qualify for that. In the old days, you had to. Yeah, I mean, now I think you, to run Boston now, I think you still do. Yeah. You may still have to. I'm qualify. pretty sure because it's so big now. So Marathon back then wasn't as big as it is now. Mm-mm. It's kind of, a, it's, one of, it's one of those things that had its day in the, in the beginning, and then it kind of waned some. Yeah. And we were, I was in that uh, that period of time when it was waning a little bit, I, I would say. And then, mm-hmm. then it, maybe now it's picked back up. It's pretty, actually, it's probably a pretty mature sport. You know, there weren't a lot of young marathoners. Most of them, you know, yeah. guys were in their 30s or so. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, so you, I, I know you, so you, how many marathons do you think you've run all together? I don't know. Uh, uh, at least twenty five or thirty, I would say. Probably. But I mean, yeah, I was gonna it, say, I was gonna say more than ten. But yeah, yeah, yeah twenty five or thirty for sure. Gee, I mean, I run, I run Richmond thirteen times. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I ran Richmond twice, but that was like right. a decade ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and, and you know, um, you think about it, and and then, I mean, it seems we're sitting here just doing this, but I mean, I'm fifty five now, and I was probably what, ten when you met me or something, yeah. but. Anyway, I remember, you know, uh, we're leaving so many stories yeah. out, but yeah, yeah we tore the, you tore the gas furnace out of the house, oil furnace, so we had <laughs> sure. wood stove. But anyway, yeah. we had to cut all our wood to burn for that wood stove. And yeah. right. one day I was, we were in the back of the, we cut uh, our own firewood, and I was jumping out of the back of the truck like a teenager or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and you're like, just wait. Because I was like, I said, damn, dad, you can't jump out of the truck. You're like, just wait, mofo. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be next. And now I get it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the idea of just, do, you know, why do people stop doing the things that they do? It's like, because your body won't let you do. So you yeah, had to quit running because your, your hips, you had two yeah, hip replacements. Yeah. yeah. So I'm saying is your body will. Yeah. You don't eventually think you'll get old and, and things change, but that shit right. changes. Eventually will. <laughs> I don't jump I'm out of the back of a truck no more. Yeah, I don't either. I'm, only, <laughs> yeah. I'm not even 30. And... I was in the back of the truck yesterday. I was like, nah. Yeah, I'm not coming out of there. With uh, my job, when one of the guys who's been doing it for 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. the first day I started, he said, buy some good knee pads. Oh yeah, he's, asked, he's like, if anything else, he's asked the first thing yeah, I'll the, tell put you. Put your money in there. Put some investment into that. So I was like, eh, I was yeah. like, I don't, I'll be fine. The the first week, I, my knee hit a, mm. the wrong rock or in a cross space that <laughs> caught something. I was like, yep. So mm. I wear knee pads anytime I'm on my. Yeah, it it rock the world, man. Some you know that's one you know this is kind of off the subject, but you know people talk about how do you defend yourself if you can take out you know somebody's knee, ankle, arm, elbow, mm. wrist. I mean that's yeah. that's real pain, man. You like you if you're crawling and you hit your knee on a small rock. Sure. Oh, it hurts. That should light you up, man. <laughs> yeah. So like, this, uh, like a stone bruise. Yeah, like a stone bruise. Yeah, mm. some wild stuff. <laughs> anyway, so we talked about you growing up, and then I mean my own mem- memories are from the river. So oh yeah, so growing up on the jet ski and going for the morning walks, mm-hmm. which y'all still do. 
We do, yeah. And what four miles a day? We, 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 yeah, yeah. We still walk four miles a day, and yeah. um, and, and of course, I, I, yeah, Betty still does yoga and all all the time, and mm-hmm. um, and I mean, I will, I'll ride my elliptical, ride elliptical trainer usually thirty minutes a day, and then probably four or five days a week I'll walk eighteen holes of golf. But uh, yeah, which was that's about three miles, five miles. So oh, five it just miles. depends, depends on what you're doing. Yeah, at least five. Yeah, so you try to put the mileage in. Nothing like training for a marathon, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back in back in those days, you know, when you were, we would we would usually run. Betty and I would usually run two marathons a year, so doing two a year, you're 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 training most of the time, mm-hmm. which yeah. you know, which means you're, you're probably putting in between forty and fifty miles a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, Betty would run every day at work. She had her, on her lunch break. She yeah. go run. She go run seven. And, yeah. um, and I had the opportunity where I worked to to run, and um, we did a lot of that. Like I say, a whole lot of that, and we, and we even made it social. Well, on, on some weekends, the mm-hmm. running club would meet on Saturdays or Sundays in yeah. yeah. Petersburg Battlefield Park, and you know, run in there. What was the, the club? The Roadrunners? Tri City Roadrunners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember seeing y'all. Y'all used to have shirts and stuff. Yeah, yep. they're, they're still, they're still, they're still pretty ex- active. Yeah, I think still, still. going. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, and y'all met. I mean, all these things you meet different people. That's what I was thinking about all the personalities from the hang gliding community. Then you had the, the running yeah. club personalities. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's all all good people, man. Yeah, good people, oh, yeah. all positive stuff. But certainly, um, it's just like any other group of people. It's uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about the hang gliding people. I'm not gonna mention names, but there were there were some some, <laughs> some, some unusual characters. Yeah. yeah, unusual characters, man. I don't want to say like goofballs, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, yeah. there's one story I'd like to tell, but I ain't gonna tell it. So, <laughs> just about the different personalities, man. Yeah, yeah. it was cool, man. But I mean, yeah. it's just it's just a uh, just life, you know, in, in a microcosm. Mm-hmm. Different personalities, sure. different people. Because now you, you have the within the hierarchy and all that shit. Yeah, because now you have the golf. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so we, we should, you know. But it's fair to say that this hang gliding thing it, it really got us tuned into the river where we are now yeah, down so in Claremont. That's what I wanted to yeah. go back to. So yeah. basically, y'all y'all rented some spaces down in Claremont, mm-hmm. and then um, you were a, luckily able to find a spot. Down right. There. What we did was um, well, we used to we used to hang glide all the time right across the river in Charles City in Sandy Point. And so I had the opportunity to fly over yeah. and always look down in Claremont. Yeah. And, and uh, so one day we just, uh, Betty and I just went over there and drove around and looked and we found four places that it appeared we would, that we thought we might like. Yeah. And so we just went, I just went to, we just went to the county and got their address, uh, the people that owned it and sent them a letter and said, look, we're interested. If at mm-hmm. some point in time you decide you want to sell, here's a self-addressed Stamped envelope, answer answer back to us. Yeah. So we're in a position where you know we we, we could probably make you an offer. Mm-hmm. And um and it it wasn't any time really. It was probably yeah. about six months. Damn. And uh, these people lived in Maryland and and they, I guess they they had enough or something. Yeah. And uh, so they said this is what we want for it. We won't take a penny less. And we, so we said okay. <laughs> They're like damn no negotiation. Nope. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm saying it's yeah. because if you saw the place, if you could picture, oh, it, yeah, it was just a cabin. Yeah, it's. I mean, but what I'm saying is, if you could just see the what it is now, and even then, I mean, yeah. you, there aren't many places like this that exist. Oh, uh, there's almost nothing that exists on the James River no. like this, like Claremont. anywhere. Because your whole front yard is a sandy beach. beach. Yeah, yeah, no, there's nowhere and that I know. I've been up and down the James River a lot. I've never seen anything like it. Now, there are some places that people own that they turn into that, but yeah, sure. natural spot like this, it doesn't exist. Yes, it's pretty unusual. Yeah. 
Because even across the river from you guys, it's not like that. It's not really like that. Now you got uh-huh. ball kids, and you know yeah, people have different sort of access to the river. This is just totally unique. This I think it's like, like an old beach. railroad. Yeah, years. I think years ago it was a, you know, the uh, they it was a railroad. There was a pier there, and we're in back in the Civil War times, let's say. Yeah. And you know that pier was there, and the railroad came down, and they just more or less made made what they had to make, and eventually that turned into being a fish camp. Yeah. And uh, and, and now it's Claremont Beach. It sort of looks like Nags Head. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, because, well, yeah, it was just... Now, so, hang on, because Isabel came through and yeah, I was pretty say. much demolished all that and everybody rebuilt their house. Yeah, 20 years ago. 20 damn. years ago this month. 20 right? years ago, the 18th of September. Oh, yeah. damn. I didn't realize uh, was there a, So there was no kind of... None of the houses were on stilts before Isabel? No, none of them. They're all like... All just cabins. Like cabins. cabins. And, that's crazy. Yep. Now they're all on. Now everything went... We built, practically everything is built up now. Just one of those things, mm-hmm. you know, it was... It's hard. It's a hard lesson, you know. Hard lesson, but it's probably the best thing that could happen. Yeah, expensive, expensive hard lesson. But. <laughs> yeah, that, that was. I mean, we that was a mess. Yeah, but can, it opened we, the way. You know, opened up a lot for us, a lot of opportunity, and you know, for the kids. You know, for you guys to come. Yeah, you mm-hmm. guys grew up down there. You know, and then you know the idea is that you know every kid in this family gets to grow up and hang out down there or something. That's what we're hoping. Oh yeah. I mean, you guys. I'm. I, and I'm. I guess it could be on a podcast. We it's something you want to keep in your family because I mean most of the families down there. I don't know about probably more recently, but right. most of the people down there at some point had a connection to their family. That's right, passing it down. That's, that's that's really fair to say. The only way you ever got anything that was handed down from, right. from one to the other. And because, so we, that's how we were really lucky. We felt like we were so lucky. Yeah, you got yeah. Lucky. Because you're like most of your neighbors, at least. Yeah. The yeah, and to if you look at the river to the right, most of those people. No, it's all family. All got it from family. Yeah, it's all yep. family. Yeah, and that's that's and that's such a big thing. But anyway, it is nice. But yeah, our kids grew up down there, you know. And then, anyway, hopefully, you guys be a great oh, grandparent those, soon. Yeah. Oh yeah, those oh, are yeah. the next group of kids kicking it down there. Yeah, those are real times. I mean, for you guys, you know, for you know, for the grandkids that come down there. And I know. I was, you know, I know you remember that stuff. When, you know. From oh yeah. <laughs> those are all my core memories of growing up. Yeah. With the cousins and well, I mean, fishing. What, and, yeah. The cool part though is like the uh, y'all's neighbor, Dickie and Cheryl. I mean. Their kids, we watch oh, them yeah. grow up. Now they're adults and they've got kids. They have children, sure. And watching them play and it, man, it's, it's crazy, mm-hmm. man. Yep. Yeah, it is. It's, it's it's cool to see all that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's a small world down there too. Oh yeah, yeah it's close to. <laughs> well, and, and the other unusual part about down there for you guys is y'all live down there full time. So. Oh yeah. A lot of people just I, I, maybe more. They're, also, they're weekend people, of course. Yeah, yeah, but I guess more people live down there now. Yeah, well, then, I think it's it's an age thing, probably. Yeah, when, mm. you, when you can retire and you know go down yeah. there, but yeah, it's it's it's. I don't know. It's probably one of the uh, <laughs> nicest places to be. I would think. I mean, I know it's you know, it's a, a lot of driving, but if, once you get down there, live down there, it's got to be peaceful. Oh yeah, it's peaceful. Yeah, I think we're taking it for granted so much because when I'd bring friends and stuff down there, they they're blown away. Something they've never seen before. Yeah, if you haven't been down there, and you see it for the first time. Oh yeah, he's like, what the. Yeah, I live on the river, and they picture like you live in a swamp, and you get down, it looks like the beach, like mm-hmm. you know, the ocean or something. Yeah, yeah. Because when I met Frankie, she had never been on a boat, never oh, yeah. been on a jet ski, never been fishing, right. been on the water like that. Now she's a, a pro at it. Oh yeah, that's nice out there, man. Now that kind of leads into uh, in the small town of Claremont. You wrote a, wrote oh, a yeah. song it's, about Claremont's it. a small. Yeah, it's just a little bitty town, and I'm glad, yeah, I guess this is getting us in that direction. The uh, in typical small town stuff, mm-hmm. right? You know the uh, um, 
Anyway, I had I just probably had this idea as uh, I don't know, twenty years ago. I thought maybe I could maybe I could write write country music songs or something. Yeah, yeah. Just, just for some reason, I, I I thought maybe I could. Whether I could or I couldn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I, maybe I thought about that. So you've been thinking about that for that long? Oh, uh, longer than that, probably. Oh, I thought this you know, was like, because I, I don't know, you, you sit there, you listen to country music song, and you say, "God, there's not many, not many words in here, and it's really always a similar theme or something like that." I can probably do this, mm-hmm. and uh, but I never really gave it much thought. And then um, one day, I mean, in particular, we're talking about Claremont. One day, uh, Betty and I were just walking along and walking up, walking our normal four mile walk in the morning, and um, and we heard this rooster, you know, and she said. She just looks at me. She says, you know, there are five roosters in this town. <laughs> That's pretty good. And I said, wow, gosh, how about that? Five roosters. And it, it, so it kind of plants in the back of your brain. And, and I said, at some point, you know, I said to her, yeah, that would be a, a, that would be a really neat song. Be a, and I hadn't written anything at that point, nothing, nothing yeah. at all. I said, that would be kind of a neat song, Five Rooster Town. So I started thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I just started just planting in the back of my mind, Five Rooster Town. And I said, well, well maybe, maybe I could put some stuff down and uh, so we just started writing different things about the town and um, it eventually led into what I guess essentially you would say is a poem mm-hmm. a poem about uh, Claremont we call, it a fi- we call it Five Rooster Town yep and it just and there's a whole lot of um, um, it's fair to say there's a lot of metaphors in there and oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. all that <laughs> And uh, eventually we're gonna we're gonna get that uh, get that uh, published uh, on on YouTube. Yep. But so the five roosters end up being uh, five single guys in town, mm-hmm. and you begin to see get get the picture. This is in, so I try to bring out the whole uh, politics of the town and um, uh, have a sort of animal farm like. Yeah. If, you, if you're familiar with Orwell's book and Animal Farm, it's sort of, sort of that way, you know, how you compare barnyard life to uh, something to else. Real life. To, to real life. Yeah. And, and of course, it's a story, you're telling a story with it. Mm-hmm. And my ideas with the, you know, initially, you know, I, you know, I tell people, when I start talking to people about writing, writing stuff like this, you know, I'm in the process of 11 songs. We looked at it this morning. Yep. And I probably have eight of them, you know, more or less complete. Yep. But there are three, three I'm still working on. Mm-hmm. They're trying to, get the, trying to get the lyrics down. But I, I'll tell people, look, I have, I have trouble playing the radio. So I'm not, I'm not musical at all. So I depend on you two guys here to uh, yeah, pick I mean, up the slack. And so what I did is I turned the, um, I turned the poem over to uh, Eric. Yep. And uh, he looks at it and does the did, did the musical part. Yep. And uh, and we talked Big Eric into singing yep. it. Singing it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that, that's the part that um. I mean, well, first of all, I guess you could learn to play the guitar. Not me. That's what I'm saying. Obviously, obviously, never too late to do something new. They say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but anyway, so you know, you sit there and like um. So we got the song, and you know, and it, it seems like it would just be like, um, well, I mean, I don't know if you noticed, I, I kind of want to, you know, walk through it, but so you write, you know, so you think, imagine you're in a band like the Eagles or something, you know, so they're all musically inclined. Sure. Doesn't mean they can write a song. So some people can can write songs, some people can't, some people can play instruments, other people can't. Right. It's like a group collaboration. Sure. So essentially, but for the song, Eric had the, you know, he wrote the guitar part for it. 
and then uh, and harmonica and harmonica yeah. and video and then rec- not video but recorded it and then you know that's not easy either because I, I, I did that in the in the house on did the that hill. on the hill yeah record <laughs> on the hill but what i'm saying is it, it's a lot even like this podcast that sit here and talking to these microphones and when you listen to it make it sound halfway decent i mean it helps having the right equipment i mean these microphones are pretty nice but what i'm getting around to is not easy just to record a song record somebody singing it and then have it sound like it's not some oh heck yeah that wasn't recorded on a cassette tape or something you know because you know i know people that that put some stuff out you know on youtube or some friends of mine or whatever it may be and and, you know you can hear well let me stop you right here about that let me stop you on that yeah, with respect to you know doing that here and all, mm-hmm. that's one of the things I was going to bring up today, and I didn't, I've forgotten, but I didn't have a chance. What you're doing here right now is uh, just really an extension of both of y'all's childhoods. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I mean that. <laughs> to, kind of to your point, you know, oh, you, yeah, right, you right. and all your all your buddies used to take the BHS. Oh, that's right. Yeah, thing we had to make all kinds of goofy. goofy I forgot tapes. about that. Yeah. And then <laughs> when when Eric came along, you know, the grandkids they oh, all did yeah. stuff. So I, I just see what y'all are doing right now as the the natural extension of your childhood. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> that's it really true. Is. Yeah, when we were up, we would make movies with the cousins sure. and yeah, sure. And we did. Yeah, I did the same thing with Mike and Chris and Mike Matthews and Chris Perry. Right. We made like <laughs> like three videos, but we didn't have the edit and stuff. So we That's almost had to be like a yeah. You had to pause it and like this. This has got to work. <laughs> yeah, we didn't <laughs> have that tape. Ta- <laughs> yeah, it's a one tape deal, man. And we just you know we didn't, I guess we didn't think about cutting the tapes up and slicing yeah. them together. But anyway, yeah, that is true. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's cool though. I mean, it's a good way to think about it. I mean, you know, um, it takes. Say what you want, but it takes creative people to come up with ideas and how to do things. If you don't have that, then you know you're not gonna be able to do. The and things. your means are a lot better now than they used to be. <laughs> yeah, your yeah. means are a lot better. Yeah. I mean that yeah. equipment I have sitting over there. <laughs> sure, yeah, exactly. Wasn't around. Yeah, the idea of what you ago. got there to do what we're doing now, but I mean with computers and stuff and the technology, it was it would have been impossible in my day to, sure. to do yeah. what we're doing now to have this kind of quality sound and stuff. But oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, I think it's cool that, you know, I didn't know you had thought about it so long, but I know that um, I remember as a kid, like, you would, uh, you know, we used to, you know, we laugh about this shit. But you laugh at it, but I do the same shit. Uh, you know, you write down an idea or record mm-hmm. an idea before you forget it or something. Right, sure. Mm-hmm. And this is all, and that's what that is, too. Plus, hopefully when you get older, you get a little bit wiser and you can kind of look at things differently. And then you, you're living in this town. You're looking around and, and you know somebody throws something out. Yeah, somebody could let's say it would have been like uh somebody else, right? Not you and mom and somebody, hey, this is a five rooster town. That's pretty witty to even to begin with. Yeah, sure. That she came up with that. And then you're like, hey, <laughs> women, that's a fucking country song. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and, and we're gonna we're gonna put it out there. We're trying to make the video for it now. But and that's, the, that was fun too. Yeah, we're doing the yeah, video. The video, we got the going. video going. Yeah, so we did some live shots and videos and we're trying to put it to a like a, a music video. Um to put it out there, so yeah, I'll play, I'll play a little, just the beginning of it. This is just the guitar part here. Okay, that's all y'all get. <laughs> you have to wait for the, the release. Should be coming soon, though. I think I can get it. That's all recorded right on the hill. Yeah, man. And lyrics by by the boom. The boom, man. Sing, uh, songwriter. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and they say, I was going to say singer, songwriter. But no, yeah. not singer, no. And I'm afraid not. 
But <laughs> the sort of a, uh, just just try to collect ideas. Try mm-hmm. to collect ideas in your head, write them down, and then and then essentially, for me, I'm just starting to just uh, writing a, a poem, and the, the poem ends up. You know, I, I just I would watch and watch and watch uh, since I've been doing. I've only been doing this for just over a year, mm-hmm. and um, or maybe about a year or so. And but you watch country music songs, or even even some rock songs or whatever, and watch the words go by, and count syllables. That's yeah. what I would do things like this: watch the words go yep. by, count syllables, look at line, look at look the line, see what they do. And, and musically, it doesn't mean anything to me, but I can see how how it might fit. So I, I try to write the poem, and and things like like what I would say the a line would have uh, nine to fourteen syllables, mm-hmm. and then the next line would have six to six to nine syllables, and then the next one would have. You know, nine, nine to fourteen. So some of them would begin to match. Yep. And they begin to match itself up, so that hopefully the musician, yeah, and the musician can pick that up and in. make it, make it plug in mathematically or musically. You know, so so it will work. And then I'm trying. All I'm doing is trying to rhyme lines, rhyme, rhyme the last word of every song yep. together, and or every every other line together, or every line together. It doesn't right. matter. It just depends on what you're doing. Yeah, I will say when I wrote that the music for that song, it was because I've always been more musically inclined than on the the vocal part the lyrical part the sure. lyrical part mm-hmm. so I would, I would always write the, the music would come first and i'd have to try to put lyrics over right, top of the right, music right. but when i'm with this five richer town i already had the lyrics there yeah right. so i just had to figure out what sound how's it gonna fit and once i once i figured out the riff the guitar riff and the harmonica it was just at that point it was just plug in and yep sure and that that was the easy part was putting yeah. just dropping the lyrics straight down on that because yeah I mean, it's a system for sure, you know. And, and you know, uh, I've written some you know songs and some limited with knowledge on the guitar. But anyway, I mean, I think most songs start off if you listen to the greats. I, I was thinking about a show I saw on YouTube or uh, VH1 or something. It's like two real popular people, they're popular now. And um, one guy said, you know, every song starts all, all as a country song, right? Sure. You know, mm-hmm. with a guitar and the. The, the basic lyrics or a piano and the basic lyrics and then they just build it from there. So, I mean, I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, like, yeah. I think oh, it, go ahead. Yeah, like the guy from uh, Coldplay, Chris Martin, I think that's his name. He said that, yeah. Yeah, he said basically, you know, I start off with, and, and it, it could go either way. Either he has a lyric in his mind or he has like a, right. you know, a musical, something he'd written musically and he, he tries to match the lyrics. And I remember a long time ago, uh, um, dang, what's the guy's name? Um, Used to be the singer for The Temptations or mm, Lionel Richie. Oh, uh, yeah, he, he was with the no, not he wasn't he wasn't going the com, uh, Commodores. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he, I remember he was. This is uh, a long time ago, but I just remember him saying that he in the shower he would sing. He'd jump right. out and write it down because that's would, what it comes to, right? Yeah, or he in the middle of the night he, he'd wake up and wake up bang yeah. and he'd write it down so he didn't forget because yep. like, if I don't write this down I'm gonna forget it. Well, yep. I'm, wait, heck, now I, if I if I'm working on a song. I'm going along thinking, you know, while I'm walking, I'm thinking. I used yep. to when I was when I was a runner, I would always have my best thoughts when yeah. I was running. And you know, yep. I'm walking, I'm clarity. I'm, 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 yep. I'm trying to rhyme something. You know, and I'm, as soon as I get back to the house, I write it down. Yeah. yeah. But who, who was it that said three chords in the truth? I was about to. I was about to say that. That's, now, who, um, who said that? That's actually. Uh, well, I don't John Prine. It was uh, George Jones or somebody. Yep. Might be George Jones. Yeah. Uh, but it, I don't know it through George Jones. I know it through um, the U um, two. The band YouTube. Oh, really? Really? And uh, yeah. the lead singer, 
he, they did a, uh, a video and they did an album called Rattle and Hum. Mm-hmm. And in, in that song, he says, you know, three chords and the truth. Yeah. Yeah, that was George Jones. I think it was George Jones. Yeah, because we were watching. It could have been John Bryan, but I think it was George Jones. I think I think it was because we were watching a country special at Frankie's house one day, and that's they opened it up with country music is you know three chords and the truth. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it really is. Well, the songs, you know, uh, Five Rooster Town, it it covers, and I know you're a little bit worried about you know people saying, "Am I what rooster am I?" or something like that. But uh, I mean. You know, that's the I'm least really of their worries, probably. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they, if they're roosters and they're out here still trying to find right. a hen, it, okay. know, what it's, we think about them is irrelevant. You know, <laughs> that's what I think about but it. But the song, there's a verse in the song about that, of course. But then it's also meant to be this is what the town is, and if you've lived there, you know what it's like. And uh, in the end, I tried to stick that that animal farm thing in there, where there's some people that are. You know, think they know everything and mm-hmm. try to run around. In fact, when, when I did the original song, it was probably at least another verse. And there you, was you, least... you had to cut it back to to make it fit the yep. uh, yeah. timeline and you know, in the in the in the sound. Yeah, I think sure. the last verse I combined. Yeah, sure. The last two that you had written, and 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 all of them I've done. I try. What I'm doing really most of the time is trying to get at least four verses so that the musician mm-hmm. has something has to, something to work, to work with. with yeah yeah can bring it back can bring it back together yeah every which way just let that you know let it go there yeah and in fact I'll usually do uh, two versions of the song and then mm-hmm. uh, an alpha version a bravo version and then a delta version the delta version is is how I see the combination how it coming, going how I see the combination working together hmm. uh, that's pretty cool though yeah so you I mean because most people when I write something, I don't want to rewrite it. So and that's probably not, that's probably a mistake. You know, like if I write a song, I mean, I've got some songs too, I, I, you know, but, um, and, and poems and stuff. I'm more of a, like a lyricist person, sure. more like a, po- a poem or whatever, or a poet or something. But um, I feel like when I get it right the first time, but see, like Jordan Peterson says, that's that's not even, you shouldn't do it that way. You should write it, right? let it sit, and then go back and try to write yeah. each each. <laughs> Each sentence again. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's and, good. And, you know, particularly if you're doing like a, a paper or something. But I mean, yeah, I think you know, a lot of times songs or stuff just come through an inspiration, and, and if you lose that moment or something, you, it comes to you. That's the other part that I think is crazy is when a song or an idea comes to you. Where does that? What? Is, where is that really coming from? Mm-hmm. See my point? Sure. Like if you're if you're walking, you've had that experience, right? All the time. A phrase hits you, and you're like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. So now we're talking about like you know, your imagination, your courage, your your val- valor, and all that stuff. Nobody knows where that shit comes from. Your imagination. So I mean, that's pretty spiritual. So then, sure. you know, it's probably uh, some way. Um, not that you need therapy, but it's therapeutic to be able to write things down to oh, yeah. to lay things out on paper. So you know, most people don't take the time, and and you know, to, I'm glad you're doing it now. If you know, we'd like to make them all songs, but if nothing else, it gives you something to think about, it and it, it um, it's healthy. I mean, oh, yeah. the more you well, write, the, cool. the, the better you, the better you'll be. You know, I think the cool thing about music is that once once it comes to you, you get excited about what you're writing, and then from there you got to put it to music, and then there's the recording process, and now you know we just made the video, right? And once that's released, then you still get to share it with people, and right. yeah, I so mean, it like almost never ends. It's like uh, yeah, it never ends, but it's also uh, then you're exposing yourself too. Because you're you mm-hmm. even doing this, somebody could like comment, you know, about us or say some negative shit. I mean, which I could, I don't care about. But I think when you write a song or something, it's a little more personal because this is something that you've 
thought of and you put work into it and somebody's playing the music and the singing. So you expose yourself to the scrutiny, but well, yeah, yeah it, it, it is. And I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. That part up, you know, the ideas of why, why you do it or something, because yeah. maybe that'll lead, lead me into something I was going to say about another song. Or Go ahead, yeah. If you want to jump into that. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I, I told you, I think I'd written, you know, so far I've done um, 11. Mm-hmm. 11 of them, and that's what I counted here. Even, I'm not 100%. It could be 12 because they're in various stages of work. But um, one of, uh, probably the second song I worked on after Five Rooster Town is called Hole in the Wall, mm-hmm. Hole in Her Wall. And I really wrote, I really did this one, this poem, for Eric, for little Eric and for Tommy. Yep. Because it's a, a, it's a song about um, to help you in, in your marriage. Hmm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, so, and I really, I, I kind of hoped, you know, that I could, uh, would given it to you guys before you got married. And, uh, in fact, I did, but uh, anyhow, it's, it's sort of the <laughs> idea that a, uh, this here you are, you know, in your in your your first uh, throes of marriage, and right. mm-hmm. something happens, and you know what uh, what do I do wrong type thing. Yep, and it sort of follows along that uh, the Jimmy Buffett song with Margaritaville, where mm. it starts out, you know, it's nobody's fault, and by the time you get to the end, you know, you figure out, oh yeah, there we go. I've done a little self reflection. Yeah, and uh, it's all my fault. <laughs> it could be my fault. Yeah, I mean that's so, anyhow. That's what that song is about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're gonna have to. I mean, it's. I don't know about for Eric, but but two things. One, I I, I think that the um, it's like I said, it's healthy to 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 write to be writing. I mean, I, I think we all should write more. But anyway, um, so I guess I guess the hardest part for maybe Eric is you've got your reason for writing the song, you know, and then he's trying to capture that reason or that feeling, right. but it's not, he didn't write the lyrics to the song. So it most might be more beneficial in the future. I'm just, this is popping my brain. It's like, have like a session where, you know, you can't sit down together. Right. <laughs> you know, and just play a couple chords and see how that matches. Yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. Cause usually most people are right. You know, like, like say for instance, uh, Coldplay, the band Coldplay, they say that that they when they write a song, if the whole band doesn't agree on it, it just they trash it. And right. and, and like this got this the whoever wrote the, the musical part or or whatever, they're basically a three piece band. But um, if they all don't agree on it, and one guy can really love it, they're like, nope, I'm not doing it. So I guess mm. what I'm saying is for y'all to work more collaboratively, it might right. take yeah, sitting yeah. down together. Make it just, help. Hey, yeah, because you know, a certain chord elicits a certain emotion. Hmm. You know, versus another quarter. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Right. But I mean, it's not it's not as, as easy just to to put it all together. Sure. It, it takes some time. So yeah, lots of time. But I'm glad now I have more. I do have more free time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. you know, changing jobs, but I do have more free time. Yeah, but my other job was music all day, so it was harder for yeah, me. Yeah, you didn't want to. Yeah, you, you want to get away from it. Yep. Not for sure. That's and true. Then, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's good. And then now I've been in a transition where it's been learning this other thing, but now, like. Yesterday I was on the road for almost two and a half, three hours. Sure, so there's plenty of time to think, sit there and think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's <laughs> a big part. And of I was, it. I, because I know you've done it too, like listening yeah. to different songs. But I looked up different. Um, just on YouTube, like country instrumentals, and and right. you can and people make stuff in the in the theme of whatever. Right. Like, in, in the the, yeah, yeah. You could say instrumentals in the theme of Jimmy Buffett or in the theme right. of. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. um, Garth Brooks or whatever, whatever artists, and then I, I started getting some, some ideas. And ideas, yeah, that's good, yeah, and it's good. not 
copying music. You're just well. I mean, kind of like put stuff together yeah. like where where it feels the best. Well, kind of to go along with that. All even one of these I've written in my mind. I have I have an idea about yeah what genre it should be. Well, you sent me that uh, yeah, yeah Billy String song. Yeah, Billy String song. Yeah, mm-hmm. I said well, I, this, I think this might fit. Yeah, you know. Well, that's that could be helpful too. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know y'all doing that, but yeah. yeah, I think you'll have more time now. I know. Yeah, and plus your marriage. I mean. You know, back to the, the what's the song? Hole in the hole in the wall. Yeah, I mean, if you're smart and you want to stay married, this is my advice. Yeah, if you're a guy, just shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've been married forty six years. Yeah. I mean, you can win an argument, but you ain't yeah, you ain't yeah. winning the battle. The, the yeah, battle's a long ride. War, That's yeah. right. Bite the bullet. Yeah, I mean the war, not the battle. Yeah, you might win a battle, you're not gonna win the war. I mean, <laughs> I can be right sometimes with Shelley, but I prefer just to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You know I mean? usually, usually we are wrong too. Yeah, usually we are. Not all the time. But when I'm wrong, <laughs> I can think of maybe twice maybe I was right. It's not worth it to be but right. But I was like, nope. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I mean there were there will be times uh, this is a little bit off subject, but I mean, if something you really believe in or something that you have to do, like that snake the other night and, and your wife may not have liked it or something, mm-hmm. so there's a rattlesnake on their porch. Copperhead, copperhead. Copperhead. copperhead that, yeah. That's unusual, man. It is. Well you yeah. did a lot of yard work though. Mm-hmm. I cleared out our whole fire pit in the backyard, and I haven't seen a copperhead all year. Yep. And uh, we were on the porch on Sunday night watching football. We had, we actually had a whole setup. We had the projector out there. It was me. Oh yeah, sure. Me, Frankie, Tommy, Megan, and JC. And of course, Megan's pregnant, so yeah, yeah. Both cats are out there. So we're sitting there, maybe two feet from the front door, or the this yeah, door yeah. on the porch. And Tommy was like, "I think there's a." I see him looking. I think there's a snake or something over there. And all I saw was a tail at first. So I was like, it could be anything. So when I stood up, it was a copperhead, copperhead like that. Three Ooh, feet yeah. long. Yeah. I mean, he was, I was a, he was an adult. But he was, yeah, he was just going. For him to get on the porch, he either had to come in from the door, under the door, yeah. or where we were. So he was within feet, like feet of us. Right. So Tommy, <laughs> that's all I saw. Tommy immediately, he grabbed Megan and said, nope, you're going inside. <laughs> and got her inside. And we were trying to get the cats in. And uh, when I went to go get a shovel, apparently Frankie was like, where's Eric going? Time's like, he's going to kill it. And Frankie didn't like that. Oh, he didn't moment. like you go kill a snake, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she, was, she wanted me. She was like, you could have released it or done something else. But well, what at I, that point, yeah, when pro- Megan's pregnant and, you know, the cats right, are out sure. there, I was just, yeah, there was no other choice. Cause you probably just stirred it up in the back. But the good part is neither one of our wives listened to the podcast. Yeah. So we can kind of say what the hell we want, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, they that, see this as like we listen to y'all talk all the, all yeah. day. So Sean's like, I, I don't listen to it because yeah, no I, no I, I only listen to your dumb ass nonstop. <laughs> so, but I was gonna say was that was the time that you were right, yeah. and your wife might have been wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I was protecting everybody. Yeah, know. but what's, yeah, you see my point? Oh right? sure. Yeah. So yeah, I was gonna show you a picture of it. But yeah, while you're doing that, I was thinking about so you know, just a couple of years ago, I think maybe last year. Now nah, it was the year before. We went up to um, Floyd, mm-hmm. one of the ventures up there, and uh, Jeff, my older brother, uh, was he's very you know, and like Eric, he's very musical, and then Todd, you know, he's he's an artistic. I mean, it's kind of like you know, um, we got some artistic people in the family. And um, anyway, the point was, they were playing that tribute for for Neil yeah, Neil yeah, Young, yeah, yeah, sure. and mm-hmm. right before he started, uh, you know, and I was going to say this was you know, Jeff's like, hey, I, uh, I appreciate. My stepdad being here, you know, you were the main inspiration for my <laughs> musical choices, right? right? So I'm sitting here thinking now, and I was like, damn, that kind of blew me away. 
but you are from mine too. So I mean, literally, when we all got together as a family for the, you know, when you all got married, you probably had I don't know what sixty I mean, albums or oh, more. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, sure. You know, all kinds of variety. Right. So I think that you know, um, you probably been you know, subliminally or whatever you want to call it, you know, subconsciously. You kind of you know a lot more about music than you than you give yourself yeah, credit for because yeah. I mean you listen to all kinds of different genres of different music, rock and roll, country, uh, beach music, sure. yeah. you know whatever it was. And I mean that that's been the mainstay of, of of my musical choices too to even like influence the way I play drums. I mean I was kicking on some drums the other day. <laughs> I got a new electronic drum set. And I'm listening to some older music like the Doobie Brothers. I like this is where my style came from. I was jamming out for right. a little Pink Floyd or something like that. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to give you the credit. Like, yeah, I mean, you certainly influenced my music. I mean, we had we had four speakers hanging in our living room. That's right. Yeah, for the goddamn yeah. ceiling. I mean, Bose, Bose, <laughs> Bose, man, boom, boom. Yeah, big Bose. Well, I told mom. I don't think I said it, told you yet, but well, first of all, every time we get together, we're always listening to music. Yeah, I, I mean, I heard tired whether at the river music, or. Yeah. But then I told mom last night. Frankie and I went out to eat and we came back and uh, basically just had a concert in the living room. We just right. put on YouTube and just started going through music and right. Just listen to music and so jam. lucky to be able to do that now. Yeah, yeah, we do that. We that's all Shelly and I do. If we're if we're ever just chilling, we might watch TV. But if we're actually really just relaxed, like when we go camping, yeah. Just, yeah. we don't want to watch TV. We just listen to music. Yeah, we. I mean, literally, we went on uh, uh, Madison Square Garden. It was a a concert, and they, they, yeah. they had the full concert there. So we just sat there and watched the full concert. Yeah, and it's that's, recorded that's, like a professional. Uh, oh yeah, they. It, I think it was for a special, anyway. But the way they recorded it was like you're actually there. It was cool. It was, Pretty awesome. Yeah, technology's nice like that. Like yeah, there's that. the uh, there's the snake. There's that copperhead. So make sure Frankie don't listen to on. this. Oh yeah, that's copperhead. Yeah, he he called mm. me. I'm like, you good over there? Cause I, and uh, he sent me that picture. I'm like, oh shit. I was anyway. like, y'all watch out because Grizzly y'all's cat goes out on the porch, dude. Which I think I saw a video. The cats are. Nine times faster than a snake. Oh, at least I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I think kind of jump are. off the topic, but yeah, it'll show a snake trying to, uh, like, even like when we had uh, Sadie or Bandit, yeah. Yeah. the snake would like come at him and it just moved like it was effortless. Oh, yeah. In that That's video, true. I saw it there. Yeah, the, were the snakes like, right in the yeah. cat's face? I think, yeah, for a snake to bite a dog, it has to be a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah even for the cat. So, like, yeah, he's all coiled up about the strike and the cat's just like, yeah. And swats him yeah. mid strike. Just hit, just, hit, just hit the snake. Like yeah. All right. We're back. We're back. Had to have a short break. You know, even even the pros take a break. You know, uh, freaking um, Joe Rogan said, hey, man, we got to take a break. You know, one of the things about being on the hill. Yeah. You can walk out your front door mm-hmm. and like every man in the world. Yeah. And take a leak and nobody can see you. Nobody can see you. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> probably nowadays we got to do on the back deck, but yeah. <laughs> but That's we, how we do it. Yeah, I you can ask all my friends. That's yeah. how we do it on the hill. We go right off the back deck. I used to pee out my bedroom window, man. Kill that damn bush out the kill front. Kill the bush right out in front of the house. <laughs> Your music room, yeah. Yeah. All right, so before the break, we had to hit a bathroom break. So this may end up being our longest podcast, dog. Uh, right record. now it is, yeah. But that's, that's cool. I mean, we, we literally could talk for hours. I mean, we, we've been talking so intently that Shelly even left and went to the grocery store and came back. We didn't hear her leave. <laughs> Frankie texted me to make sure I was all right. Damn. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna get back to the song, but real quick. So you guys are drinking some uh, water, flavored water. Mm, yes. Yep. So every guest, if it, uh, you get this commemorative uh, on the hill cup, get out of here. You yeah, need to take that home with you. Take the on the hill cup with me. Yeah, and Eric's got the hat on. We're gonna um, we'll probably pro- different get some different styles. Yeah, did, we, that, I mean, just want to see how it would look. But like we're gonna it. get like a fitted hat. Looks nice. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna get a fitted hat, and then um, 
go from there. All right, well, so reminds me, did you, you you have the hat here handy for the uh, Bob Rooster hat? Oh, I do have that hat, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mine's in my truck. That's yeah, right, we get it. <laughs> well, they, well, we should have got it during the break. No, nah, actually, mine's in my damn truck, too. Mine's in the damn camper. I took a camper with me last time. Yeah. Mine was in the truck from the river. I put yeah. it on the other day. Yeah, mine's in a camper. So anyway, so we're talking about these songs and, um, you know, the inspiration behind them. But um, so you got eight songs. Right. Essentially. Can, so what, what's one What's one that you like? Well, I'll tell you what, there's, there's like I said, again, so, several I've been working on. I, I mentioned already the whole, whole, in, you know, hole in her wall. And, um, and again, that was about uh, the marriage thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Close to where we lived, there was this place called Sunken Meadow, Sunken Meadow Beach. Yep. And um, and it got washed away in Hurricane Isabel 20 yeah. years ago. Damn. And uh, so th- this song is Sunken Meadow Beach or Redneck Riviera. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so it's kind of, you know, we, we were all we're all John Prine fans. Oh, yeah. That's and right. and, I can't, kind of, and yeah. that really influences me a lot, you know, yeah. when, in the writing. I'm trying to tell a story. Yeah. For the most part, you know, the, the, what I'm you know, doing with this thing is trying to tell a story. And this is the the story. The Sunken Meadow Beach story is about uh, where I went as a kid when I was um, 16 or 17 years old. I would take my girlfriend someplace instead of going to the Virginia Beach. We go to Sunken Meadow Beach. Really? That's, uh, that's how long it's been oh, there? Oh yeah, it's been there forever. I didn't know that either. Oh yeah, heck yeah. And, that, and that's uh, and in and in the song, you know, that comes out in the song. And yeah. I've written, I written, you know, getting like I write several versions of the song. And one of them I wrote for a friend of mine named named, and I put his put him in there, and this guy's name is Bruce, and I pretend like it was him and his girlfriend doing it. Oh, gotcha. You know, and all that. Friend of yours. A yeah, friend of mine, yeah. And I'm actually, saying, I, I did it, one for you. I actually did one for you, you know, oh, where, where, you know, it was, and, and so when, when I, when, thanks, when I changed, when I changed, when I changed it from Bruce to you, <laughs> what I did was I changed uh, a few of the lines in there, so instead of uh, avoiding the, Avoiding the army draft, you were thinking about you know doing a blue collar craft or something like that. You oh, know? Gotcha. so so mm-hmm. you see you can see how the song oh, changed. That's pretty witty. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, there's a version in there for you, you know. Also, and um, and uh, well, I was just wondering, you know, like when somebody like uh, I'm not trying to interrupt you, uh, but um, somebody like they're talking about themselves or like you know, a friend of mine, you know, has erectile dysfunction. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. is it really? Well, some of it was about me, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just messing Some of it was about him. Of course, I know. I'm just dick. Yeah. But I got a friend. But, but just some, some truth. There's some truth <laughs> oh, there, no yeah, matter yeah. what. In every story, there's something. Yeah. Like when you say, I'm asking for a friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah, asking yeah, for asking, a friend. That's what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're so, yeah, see, that's why you. <laughs> and uh, I, the, uh, I'm working on one called, a finished one. It's called Slack Tide Bar. And, mm-hmm. uh, and to me, I kind of see the Slack Tide Bar, the genre being something like Zach Brown uh, yeah. or Jimmy Buffett thing where you know, it's this imaginary bar that you go to. Uh, that's built in an old fire station, a rescue fire station. And, Damn, they've got and, one in town. And do they really? Y'all do. Oh yeah. Well, fire station. Well, yeah. fire station. Yeah. Make but uh, this, this, this is a little, little, little different. I wonder if they let y'all open that joker up. Uh, who knows? The, <laughs> but anyhow, that, that, that's uh, that rats. that guy there. Um, I have one here, a- ATF, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, which yep. I see as a bluegrass, a bluegrass song. And I mentioned yeah. it, Eric, and mentioned it earlier that this. Uh, I've started. Well. I think I have a a, a, a good a, idea, a, a idea that thing something to go along with it, yeah. you know. And it's about exactly as you would imagine. You know, imagine growing up on a farm and mm-hmm. the three things that would really, you know, a farm boy what would really be near and dear to him: alcohol, tobacco, you know, and farms. And, exactly. and a song, you know, moves moves along in that direction. It's pretty good. And um, uh, I mean, we go through this. The uh, I've got one here I really enjoyed. It's uh, my name isn't Rose or Flo. <laughs> and it's a barmaid's lament. 
and uh, and that's where this chick is. Uh, you know, she understands guys completely. Yeah. And, and this comes this comes a little bit out of experience, you know, where oh, yeah. I, go, I go on so many trips and you see. Oh yeah. And I mean, in fact, I tell in the beginning, in the narrative, in the beginning, I say the the the, the girl in here, Rose, her name's not Rosa Flo. She's completely imaginary. Mm-hmm. But the guy that's in the thing, I mean, he's a guy. He's two guys that uh, he's two guys that I know mm-hmm. on go, <laughs> now go on golf trips where this is him one hundred percent. Damn. And uh, so it gives you so you, that's your, your line of thinking, you know, when you. All of a sudden, it just comes to you. You say, "What, what do I do?" Um, my uh, I, my life is my life is really just. Uh, I had this song thinking about billboards and bumper stickers. Yeah, and um, and I kind of see this as really taking off into a a, a rap song. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so what I've done is, um, yeah, I go. Well, I go hey, down, they got country rap now. Yeah, right and now. I go, well, they country rap. I mean, really, I have to agree. Unfortunately, rap, you know, country, a lot of countries turn into something say, like yeah, rap. They do. It's pretty well, yeah, sad. It's I mean, I'm not against yeah. rap, but damn, that's kind of yeah. Like yeah I mean, come on, you really—it's yeah, the wrong thing. The but the idea with the uh, bumper, yeah. you know, uh, bumper stickers and billboards <laughs> is this. You know, it was a thought thought that I have. You know, it's uh, uh, anyone that'll put a bumper sticker on a car, mm-hmm. or if you're cruising down the road and you see this, you see this billboard. Right. It's really your alter ego, right? This is a uh, this is the imaginary you. Damn. Yeah, you kind of kind of get the picture. Yeah, that's so really in this in, in this thing it'll be uh, all these bumper stickers that whatever the name whatever it is it'll just it'll somehow fit, but the chorus will be normal. The chorus, the chorus will come back to the idea that this is really just your alter ego you're, yeah, you're yeah, dealing yeah. with here. You know, it's in it's the the imaginary you. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the 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 barmaid thing I mentioned to you. The, the there's this hollow love tree that uh, it, uh, this is a, a duet. See, this is a, a Damn, hollow love tree. Ha- hollow love tree, yeah. This is a yep. place in Pocahontas Park where uh, where maybe I would, I would just say Betty and I have been before. And, you know, and so I kind of... Oh, okay. Kind of, you know, uh, this is where we, we walk off into the country, you know, and be together for a while. But this, this song ends up being a country duet where maybe mm. she sings part of it to him and he sings part of it mm. to her. Okay. That's yeah. the genre I'm, I'm, I'm feeling with it. Yeah. And, um, no, I like that. We'll get Frankie in on that one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would like. Yeah, that would really be cool, you know, to get to get. Because uh, Frankie can sing. She yeah. can sing. I mean, she, she we, doesn't. I need to get. I need to get into that. This name. My name isn't Rosa Flo. Then. Oh, that for oh, her. That, to do that oh, one? that's a girl. That's a female singing that. Oh, my name isn't Rosa Flo. She's a she's a barmaid. Perfect, actually. You know, it's about a girl, twenty three years either. old, that comes out of college, doesn't know what to do. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, and this she can and that. sing, man. Yeah. God, we we need to work that one. Yeah. I didn't realize I was yeah. Oh, we need we need to work that one hard. Cause she uh she doesn't admit that she can, and acts like she can't, but mm. she can and she knows she can. She just she we just gotta get her behind the mic. Yeah, and this is the one that really really gets you, Eric. It's visions, uh, visions, uh, voices, visions, and vapors. That's it. And I mean, this is this uh, you know if you That's vapor guy. Yeah, if you believe it, if you the believe it that we're here, you know, quantum <laughs> physics in the type world. type shit. Yeah. And uh, there, there are things that happen, you know, things that happen to you that just yeah. like you mentioned to me today about the door slamming. Yep. You know, when, mm-hmm. you're, when you're down there and how did this happen? Or, mm-hmm. or all of a sudden you're walking along and you, you hear this voice. Yeah. Well, how about this? You know, you're, you're, you're by, in fact, one of the lines in there speaks to um, a, fr- a friend of mine. Uh, he's sitting in his house. And, and he is this make-believe? Just no, this is real. This okay. is, a friend of mine tells me this story that happened to him. So I try right. and get it in there. Where he's sitting, in, he's sitting in the house, and um, and his uh, first wife, who passed away, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's sitting there all by himself now. And of course, he's married, remarried, been been remarried a while. Right. But all of a sudden, he smells this perfume. Damn. And and so I said, well, tell me, you know, what what whose perfume was it? And he says, well, it was my first wife's. Mm. Oh my gosh, how does how does this happen, right? Well, it's it's out there. Yeah, and no, I believe that. And if you believe in, in quantum physics, physics, and you know, we're all just energy. Damn. Oh yeah. Then maybe this stuff is just passing back and forth. No, I believe that. It's kind of a heavy song, right? Yeah, that's pretty heavy. And, and, and I, I hope, I hope <laughs> that uh, his wife was happy with him. Oh, well, you know, I, he hadn't told his wife about it. No, I'm talking about his, uh, oh, his, his first wife. Well, I hope she oh, was, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, I hope yeah. she was happy that he was moving Maybe he was happy. And, that he was happy and stuff. Right. And, I mean, how did he feel about it? Like he, was, he felt bad about it or good about it? Well, and he, I was telling him about the song. And so he says, well, let me tell you what happened to me. Oh, how did he feel? I think he was okay with it. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I hope and they he, just And actually, they just lost a dog. Damn. They just lost a, a dog they'd had for 14 years. Jeez. And he says, you know, the other night I was sitting on the couch and I put my hand down like that. And he said, I could, I could smell the dog. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I hope, it seems like, you know, he has pretty good, um, he's aware of his stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's pretty cool that if he smelled his wife, at least he didn't, like, feel a knife against his throat. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Or he didn't go at the front steps and fall, and then he's laying there right. like a he broken... He then smells his wife. Then smells his freaking wife. Right. Yeah. Well, but the possibility exists that it's real. That's, that's kind of what Oh, I know. That's about. what I'm saying. It's just yeah, real, but at least he's stuff, happy. This stuff could be real, you know. This really could be floating around among us. Well, oh, no, seen, no, no. I'm saying, yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, well like the people sh- that people say, you know... I saw somebody standing over there, and they, I'm the only one that saw him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm down with it. Well, we've seen, when we had Charger, our dog, he did the <laughs> same stuff. He did some creepy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, he would, he. There was one, one night where he, well, multiple times he would sit in one corner of the living room and sit there and look up mm-hmm. and wag his tail and act like someone was either petting him or look like talking right. to him. And then one night, mom and I were on the couch. And he got real, you know, you, his ears went back and kind of like mm-hmm. on edge. Right. Like, What's wrong, buddy? And he stood by the staircase and was looking at the bottom of the stairs and his head went up like this. Like he was following <laughs> somebody and it stood there and looked at, like looked up at somebody. Right. And we both saw it and we're like, yep, that was weird. There's something he can see and you can't. Yeah. It's got to so be possible. It happened a couple of times. Or think, you know, to the dog thing, think about how a dog uh, looks at you. When you speak to it, a dog listens you and he understands perfectly what you're saying. You think he does? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. That happens a lot. So this morning, and we were talking about our cat, Stella. We said her name, and she woke up from a dead sleep and got up and walked up and sat on our lap. Damn. <laughs> well, this is probably not all artificial intelligence, but it could be, right? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, they could take She's it She's an FBI right? agent or something. Yeah. I, yeah well. <laughs> I got two more, and then I'll leave you alone. The, uh, no, what will it take to clear your mind? This is one of those things. This is a song I'm working on, What It'll Take to Clear Your Mind. Yeah. I ask everybody, tell me the, the trivial thing that pisses you off the most. <clears throat> and then, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to get, give you I'm trying to get, I'm try, yeah, I'm trying to get ideas from people on it. And uh, simple things, you know, like uh, somebody riding along in a passing lane with a signal light on or, yeah. or something, or riding in the, riding the right-hand lane with a signal light on. What, what, do, you, what do you do? Yeah. yeah how about a, yeah, I'm working that. How about a um, cold plate at a restaurant? Cold plate at a restaurant. Or they give you a beer and a warm yeah, hot glass. and a warm glass. Yeah, yeah you, you just want to throw it back at them. <laughs> yeah, for me, I think it's just selfish people. Like, yeah, buttoning lines by one of them. All right. Any yeah. line, in, in person or in a car, and they button. I was like, man, that freaking burns me up. Yeah. yeah. This is just defeats human decency to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, but the thing is, what will it take to clear your mind from that becomes the chorus. And um, well, that's the part I'm working on. Oh, uh, what, so if you're pissed, what, what can you do? The yeah, Oh, yeah. No, these things have to go in there. The, thing, yeah, the yeah, actual yeah. things. So these things are happening, and what right. does it do to bring you back from not being pissed mm-hmm. no more? Well, I've got like three ideas on what it takes to clear your mind, but I won't put things out. <laughs> yeah, save, the, save that for the... Yeah. And one more, all right? I'll let you go. She is like a flower. Huh. And uh, that's this one that I'm really, really struggling with. But this is... This one, I, here it goes. This this guy is really in love with this girl, or he mm-hmm. thinks he is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he is in love with her in every way. I mean, he she is in his dreams, even type thing. Right. I mean, he lusts for her, so hmm. to speak, right? And, mm-hmm. and so he figures, I can't just approach her. So I'm a writer. I'm a writer. This letter. Mm-hmm. Well, I've written the letter, and you know, I've, I've written the letter that he would write. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> But then he figures out he can't send the letter to her, so he's gonna he's gonna write a poem, mm-hmm. and he can send the poem pretty you know he can write the poem out anonymously, and the poem will be the song. So I'm still I'm still working oh, okay. on that. I right? like that. And uh, yeah. so the the idea that I'm trying to make the uh, you know I'm bringing this up now, but I'm trying to make this lustful thing really get in there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you told me about that. I feel we've talked about this one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm just pitching like this some old country songs like the old. I don't know who they are, but like uh, Conway Twitty or something like that. Mm, there you go. You no, know, he's he's singing a song Twitty. and he stops. He's like, "Darling, I love you." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Hello, hello, darling. Yeah. What song is that? Hello, hello, darling. Is that it? Yeah. Who the hell sang that? Freaking Conway Twitty. I don't know. Is that Conway Twitty? Yeah. Yes. You got to be freaking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we were listening to that song the other week. I don't know where. I don't know how you remember that. But. God damn. <sighs> it's it actually in my uh, the cookie it, it, in one of the songs. It's the, you know, one of the songs I talk about, <laughs> will, it, will It Take to Clear Your Mind? Yeah. It's the Balkan Mind Meld. You know, it goes from you to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you remember the Balkan Mind Meld? You don't. It was in Star, Star Trek. Star Trek, yeah. Okay. That was, yeah. Damn. Damn. That shit get eerie up in here, man. Mm-hmm. Getting real. Conway Twitty. About time to get off the hill. Hello, darling. <laughs> Hello, darling. <laughs> about time to get off Hope the hill. Hope you're doing Holy shit. <laughs> That's it. We were listening to that song the other day. Good. Of all of all things, we don't watch the show all the time. But Family Guy. Hey, I, so when you say we, I wasn't there, right? No, no, okay. Frankie and I. I'm about to say, where the yeah. hell did that come from? I have no idea because I, it's, it's I literally listened to that song yesterday. I it's think the, mon- the Vulcan mind. It's, it's young. It's young person pronoun. <laughs> we. <laughs> yeah. So we. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we were uh, watching Family Guy, and if you ever seen that show, it has like random cuts where they cut to something random, and um. It was like middle of the episode, and out of nowhere, they're like, "And ladies and gentlemen, Conway Twitty," and they played that full oh song gosh. during right. the episode. And I, I looked it up. I was like, "What?" Like the uh, the guy who writes the, the Family Guy shows are uh, Seth, not Seth Rogen, Seth something. But uh, he said when he was growing up, his dad liked Conway Twitty. <laughs> and he said every time he would come on TV, he had zero emotion on his face, and he's always singing these real good songs. But right. he his stage presence was zero. Right. So he said it was just almost like awkward and funny. So that's why he puts it into the shows because he was. I'm 99.9% sure that Betty and I went to see Conway Twitty in hey, the mosque. Really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I know because I was there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Bitch, so he's like, let's go. I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, bitch had like a little, like a fake fro, you know? Yeah. Yep. He had a perm in his hair. And, and yeah, he's just like, hello, darling. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of creepy, yeah. Yeah, he's just like, yeah. I don't know, man. He was a wild cat, man. Conway Twitty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it was a couple stars. It wasn't just him. It was like, yeah, like that's yeah. weird you brought that up. Because, I mean, literally, we, even li- we listened to him a couple of days ago. Wow. It might have been yesterday. Jesus. That's wild. I like that. Yeah. 
All right, so um, time to get off the hill. So uh, we'll have you back for another one. I'll um, um, <laughs> like to come back. Yeah, I think we need to like uh, break you know, this into segments. Yeah, we'll break it into segments, uh, and yeah. then we're gonna have to have like we normally don't do this, but we're gonna have to have like a because uh, we can't afford the mic, but we we'll have to rent one or something. We'll get Russ up in here too, man. <laughs> yeah, so, we didn't even talk about the float trips or anything. No, nah, no shit, man. And man. then we didn't talk about like all kind of stuff. But one thing that here's a lesson I learned a long time ago um, from you was don't prepay Russ to do anything. <laughs> 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 like you paid that bastard to cut the grass. Oh yeah, okay. that summer. <laughs> that right. Bastard never cut never. it but once. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> And we never saw him the whole summer, man. He never came around because he hadn't cut the grass. <laughs> yeah, he was embarrassed to come. <laughs> There's another lesson you learned, too. What? Something don't freeze. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, was, that wasn't with Ross, but. Liquor don't freeze. He yeah. was by a part of it, yeah. Gin doesn't freeze. Gin don't freeze. Wasn't it Tangeray or something? Tangeray, baby. Mm-hmm. Tangeray don't freeze. Yeah, we'd oh, yeah. steal your Tangeray, put water in the bottle. And then I was like in the middle. I think Russ was there. It might have been. Probably. You wake us up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Hey, motherfucker, see this? <laughs> yeah. Tangeray don't freeze. <laughs> Jen don't freeze. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Good times. <laughs> All right. Any, any, any thoughts you want to say before we sign out? No, I appreciate y'all uh, yeah. inviting me here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is fun. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. We'll be back. And maybe uh, we're look, looking forward to the YouTube mm-hmm. song coming. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm actually learning how to put the video together. Good. It's looking good, too. Yeah, we'll put that up, too. So I'll do my little spiel. Whoa, wait, wait, before we go. Hmm. We oh, yeah, yeah, there's one question. Um, if, you were on, uh, if you were in the electric chair. Oh, my gosh, here we go. What, what would your last meal be? My, if, last, my last meal in the electric chair. What, yep. were you, what were you thinking the question was going to be? Oh, I have no idea. Who would you say you're sorry to or some shit? Yeah. <laughs> so if you, yeah, if you were... <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> if you were on your deathbed or you're about to get... Your last meal. Your last meal, and they said, "What, what would you, uh, what would you eat?" Is this some sort of psychological test? For me, it is. Yeah. I was, oh, it is really. I, I, I think you can tell a lot by a person by what they say. But oh, I got you. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a legit question. Yeah. No, it's legit. I mean, pretty much ask every guest. Oh, do you? Oh, I see. All right. Well, you know, when I was when I was a kid, uh, my mother would. Uh, and this is right off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. My, we did. We didn't have birthday parties. Okay. And we didn't have birthday parties, but my mother would fix whatever whatever meal you wanted. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know, and uh, of course, you got, you know, growing up in a household like I did, you know, in in the limited menu, mm-hmm. the limited exposure I had. Yeah, that was before the days of pizza. Let's say, all right, <laughs> and uh, so it was a while back. But fried chicken, mashed potatoes, and green peas, angel food cake with pink mm-hmm. sticky icing. That's the best. That sounds, that sounds, sounds really pretty good. goddamn good. I couldn't eat the peas, but the, the green beans, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's about really it? good. So now, I'll hey. say this right now because what I've noticed is everybody always chooses either a family meal right. or something they grew up with. It's never like some expensive like, like steak filet mignon that or, you would go uh, get. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Veal cordon bleu or something like that. I know. That. It's right. always yeah, something. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, the last guest said um, she was her husband's. Her husband's. And I think a couple guests that have come up. Like her mom's cooking or something. Mm-hmm. And for you, your mom. Right. Yeah, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, peas, <laughs> and some angel food cake with strawberry icing. Yeah, man. Pink that, sticky icing. That sounds good, though. That does sound good. <laughs> I love fried chicken, man. Mm-hmm. I know nothing's wrong with chicken. Even though my last would be uh, fried catfish. But. There we go. Hmm. I ain't thought about it. I don't think I've ever asked you. Green beans, rice, and tomatoes. I think that is what you said <laughs> last yeah, time. Yeah, man. <laughs> 
That's the hill for you. No doubt. <laughs> that, you know what? When I'm, away, when I'm out of town, I'll call your mom and i say, what are you having for supper? Never mind. I know what you're having. Green beans and tomatoes and rice. <laughs> Damn, I got it on. That's, that's what I'm talking about. We call that the old standby here. Mm. She always like, well, I, I know we got, but she's like, uh, what do you want to have for dinner? I'm like, the old standby? She's like, got it. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. something I can make too, so. Yeah. Well, I got into a, I think it was Tommy's bachelor party. Right. Not really. It was, it was the night before his wedding, but it was his brother, his friends, and right. all that. But we got into this whole thing. I was talking about eating. I like plain rice. Right. I could eat plain rice with yeah, nothing. Yeah. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. And but I, I told them, I was like, that's that's what I grew up with. Yeah, yeah I love it. So, yeah, whenever somebody makes rice, I get a whole spoonful and start chugging it down, man. By itself, right? <laughs> yeah, nothing with it. Hear that, Tommy? It's a Liverman thing. <laughs> Tommy don't eat vegetable soup, man. He don't like soup. He also doesn't drink beer. Makes his tummy hurt. <laughs> oh, well, what can you say? <laughs> I'm just kidding. There are those that do and those that don't. <laughs> and those that shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's call it. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and watch us on YouTube. This one will be up in a couple weeks, so we got a couple ahead of you. But Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a little okay. bit. Yeah. We got uh, the one we got to edit. One mm-hmm. more than you'll be next. Yeah. Yep, so uh, thanks for coming to the right. hill. Yeah, man. Signing off the hill. Love it. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to On the Hill. Like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. See ya. <laughs>